Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm the terror that thaps in the night, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 418. 418. Did you say you frap in the night? No, I said I thap. It was a Darkwing Duck masturbation joke, Jim. Oh my goodness. Here we are for... Probably a pretty long podcast. I'm not going to go and go out on a limb, Eric, yeah. and say it, but we have more books than we've had <laughs> in the recent past. I ended up at where least two weeks. Usually we end up talking and have our thank God it's Friday. You were under the weather this week, but also I miscounted. I thought we had six. Counting books. We actually have seven. It was the way that my iPad groups up the books in the chunky player, Eric, right? The chunky. That's what Steve it ended Jobs. up doing. I end up where I hate the chunky uh, candy bar, one of the most ridiculous candy bars oh, why would ever. You do that? And is it even a bar? It's like a brick. Yeah. That's terrible. That's terrible. My mom liked that. That's why I hate it as well. But also, you know, that now I can't even remember what else I was going to say, Eric. But we ended up Good. not having the Thank God It's Friday. I wasn't feeling and well. Now you can't we're count. stuck with this. Well, I said you weren't actually feeling well, so I didn't want to push that. But. With all of that, I think that we're going to have some fun tonight. I end up where Positive Jimmy is in town, and Positive Jimmy is in town with a few days to thrill. At least for the Ohio. Maybe. But with that, I had kind of an epiphany today where I started reading these books. We have, you know, some shady books here going on this week, but I was having fun reading them and laughing out loud at some of the ridiculousness, and I think that that's something that I've lost grasp of over the years and it is tough we've done this podcast now for seven straight years it's a long time going and sometimes you get a little frustrated sometimes yeah i think i'm going back to the beginnings there when when i was you know doe-eyed and prickly tailed I, this I is what my girlfriend does me all the time like i tell her something and then she goes off and hears it from her mother or something like that and she's like my mother told me to do this like i also told you to do that a week ago like i tell you have fun with these comics and you tell me to go fuck myself it's not just i but that's the thing eric i can't be told to do this i just today it did hit it actually worked and went boing because there are some things here that i just hated that we're going to talk about tonight but i thought you know what I don't want to be down. I don't want to get people down because a lot of times Good. people were, would end up having fun just listening to us. And, and you know what really was the deal? I'm taking a shower. I mean, can you imagine that? <laughs> I, I couldn't. But I'm taking a shower. And I'm like thinking of you starting. And I was trying to think, and really, I'm there. This is what I do in my downtime. I wonder what Eric's going to call himself <laughs> this week. And I thought it was going to be something to do. With the trial of the Amazons, and it was going to be something like that. But that book can't come up with a thing to tell its own story. And you want me to come up with something? I'm saying your thing and skewer. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's what we used to do. And I, I've kind of, I'm not saying that you had the problem. I think it's just for me. What did we I used to do? I kind of got away with it. We skewer them, Eric. We have fun. Skew. Skewer them. Skew them. And uh, with that, though, I'm going to try to have fun with these from now on. I All know right. that this is going to bite me in the week, ass. Everybody. I'll end up with, I'll have this, you know, sound bite to remind myself later, but I don't know why. It just kind of clicked this week of, Good. man, I don't like these, but I'm going to have some fun. But if you want to have fun with us, including, I don't know, I got in a fight last night with some guy yelling about the whole John being aged and de-aged thing. That kind of got a little wacky, even though... Or was him telling you your, his opinion, and then you told him your opinion. Listen to me. If this, if somebody doesn't agree with me, it's a fighter. The uh-huh. fight's on. And actually, I think that you would know 
uh, and more than anybody, I'm not really that hip on either. I'm kind of in the middle. Like, if you can give me good stories for an age, John, I'm fine. But if you de-age, whatever. I, me and you like Super Sons as a team, but it wasn't our favorite book and all that stuff. So I was kind of trying to mediate between, but then this guy pissed me off, and I got, got angry. Look, I will tell you this. The things that you told him are exactly what we talk about. Each and every time we talk about an aged up John and the problems with it, and we want to see it rectified, where you give actual depth to the character and show what he's actually gone through to make him the man he is now. You were watching. Of course I was. I'm always low-key watching. Yeah, I, I wasn't like <laughs> I was being a jerk or right. anything, right? No. But the guy just, I don't know that he was getting what I was saying. And other people were getting involved and in saying different things and whatnot with that. But I don't know. I ended up doing that. But I, again, I didn't think I was overly negative. I watched Creep Show too. That's what I, I did. Know, there you go. You're a Creep Show. You could go to the Twitters at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back and you can argue with me. You can also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we review most of the books each and every week. You could go to our Instagram at Weird Science Comic, where I put a bunch of funny little things out oh, there. Yeah. Like I'm doing my little jokes and stuff on there. I don't know. Internet darling, Jim I'm Werner. trying to do things. I told you at one point where I thought that throwing out gifts Meme and stuff influencer. like that. I always think that that's like prop comedy for some reason yeah. I equate it to. Uh, but yeah, it was a little fun. I did that, uh, you know, Batman Wrecking Ball deal. That, that whole deal. I, I was, saw that. I had no idea what you're talking about. I just moved on. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew what I was talking about. I was reading the Jiro Kawata, uh Bat Manga last oh, okay. night, just for a little bit of fun. Uh, and then also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can get a ton of shows. Maybe some people would call it plethora. Uh, of shows, including Six. our weekly spotlight. Well, I was upset now that I realize, and we'll get to it, but I, I didn't realize Green Lantern was out this week. I thought we had six books. I was going to say it was a plethora. And it, it, and actually... Why, why do you just want to be wrong? Why do you actually, do the thing is, I may have said that at the intro of the Thank God It's Friday and listed the books, but never got to that Green Lantern. People were probably confused but pretty sure we talked about it on the uh patreon spotlight we did yeah we but for some reason it, it grouped it differently i couldn't i couldn't handle it eric but we end up having a bunch of shows one of the big shows is our weekly spotlight picked by the badasses the get fresh crew <laughs> and there is a poll on the patreon each and every week with the books that come out that week the badasses of the get fresh crew <laughs> they end up picking two of the books and those are what we feature on our spotlight and then we had uh some big books i know that eric loves naomi season two number two we DC's have that darling. there on that the dc darling two weeks there and then also flashpoint beyond number zero that's the big one it's my big one that would this be the money maker event. that's what she said eric and i mean summer event of course you do <laughs> but yes uh so, yeah, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. But with all of that, I don't know if we mentioned them yet. The badasses of the Get Fresh crew. <laughs> this is their theme. This is their roll call, Eric. Here we go. I got to settle down. I'm excited with this okay. new, new happy Jimmy here. You don't have the names there, Jimmy. No, I'm loading it up, Eric. It's having problems. <laughs> Steven Bat Dad Mitchell. The. <laughs> Annihilator, don't say it, <laughs> Ted Probes, I love Punchline. You're screwing me up with that. Michael Bass, Forrest Folly, and I love Annihilator and ended up actually at one point, if you don't I remember, you. he ended up sending me uh, a song that I ended up no. doing uh, back. Uh, Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Wachick, Matt Razor, Demon 3000, Lady Abby and Lord Andy, Red, Matches, Balone, Neil Stewart, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, 
Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me, Michael G. Ken Hallett, Comic Boom Rocky. Check out his YouTube channel, Comic Boom. Seller Dweller, Mark Jager, Algren Stoja, Nick Adams, Bill Beerbat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, No Wolf Marv. I got it now. It took me a while. Luke Hollywood, Drunk. Simon, Luis, I'm just throwing shade at everyone now. Manship, Andrew and Belfast, big manga fan now. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion. We were talking about Josh last night, so a little shout out to Josh. And I ran out of time, Eric. I don't know why why that happened. <laughs> you could have just gone. Cool. <laughs> Pete from NYC. He's my man, Pete from NYC. Batman Beyond Mark, our man Rob Lewis. Brandy and Murray Beamer. He has a new laptop, Eric. He's excited about it. He said that it runs real fast. Now I got to take some time up to get to the end of the song. I don't even Double understand A run this. in Minnesota. Hey, they like fried foods there, I hear. And all time great, Reggie. Uh-huh. That is it, Eric. I'm having problems. I, I don't know if you'll realize this, but I, I drank a lot of coffee. I may have taken some medicine today uh-huh. as well, and it's really affecting me at this moment. So maybe that'll be a good thing. I maybe. don't know. I, I realized that I was yelling again during that and also that I'm talking really fast. But, hey, there you go. We're going to go off now to the books. No theme song yet, but you are aware, Eric, that there's a Shadow War theme song. We just I'm don't waiting. have the books yet. So we'll see how I'm that happy with goes. I didn't even tell you about that. I like I that song. Might, I might even, I almost was going to throw it out there this week just, <laughs> to see, just to make sure that you did listen to it. But yeah, that'll be later. So we're going to go to the books right now. We have a bunch of books. So I hope everybody enjoys the new, you know, happier and funner version of the podcast that starts right about now. Yes, we're going to hear Jim and Eric's reviews here, of course. And again, I'll remind everybody, if you like what you hear here and you want to read some written reviews, you know, people like the written word, Eric, I hear. No, they don't. You can go over. Well, they read comics, so they must like it enough, right? But you end up going over to the weirdsciencedccomics.com. You'll get reviews of these books that we're talking about tonight. Now, with that. We're going to start with Batman Urban Legends, Batman Urban Legends number 14. And I ended up where it came time to review the book. I started reading it and I I actually was a little down earlier in the week. It wasn't happy, Jimmy, yet. And I ended up like... We had to get there through drugs. Yeah, well, I ended up having to do some. And a weird thing, in that little bit of time now, I feel like I'm crashing now. I may need to take more is what happens, Eric. But with all that, when I went to do the review, I read the book and I just, I, I couldn't really... 
first off, I had no idea what happened in some of these stories, especially the first one. So I ended up, uh, I'll do it. But I just, I, I was kind of depressed about it. The idea that it's an oversized book, uh, just to let everybody know, people that aren't on the Patreon or even that aren't badasses wouldn't even know. I didn't even put this book on the Patreon spotlight because I ended up kind of down with it. And I was going to say to you, it's up to you, dealer's choice. Do you want to talk about this book or not? The the reason why we said before that we were going to continue on with it was because it was going to start a Birds of Prey story and we're going to get some new things. And a lot of people in the Get Fresh crew aren't aren't those weirdos. They ended up looking forward to it. Maybe this Birds of Prey story will set up things. So I end up at the end like, okay. And then I did review it. I just was a little late with it. But even then reviewing it and when you're trying to, you can't just say, in anything, we don't like the idea of going, this stinks, and then push it away. I'm not like the critic, that cartoon deal, right? It stinks. Yeah, it stinks. But because we've even said before, when when you don't like something, we kind of get the idea you have to be a little more, you know, into explaining that. You better let people know why. I don't know what's happening in the story, and it doesn't feel like the writer wants to tell an actual story. I don't like this. It stinks. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, at the end, I basically, on the thing, this stinks. I uh, I really don't know what's happening. And of course, we're talking about the first story in it, but overall, this book... No, no, I'm talking about every story. Well, that is true. <laughs> well, just the idea of why does this question exist is that even then though it's kind of weird but we've talked about this book about the idea that you ended up starting out with that red hood story by chip stars to the lesser deal the matthew rosemary grifter which we really like but most people now just center on that red hood deal and and i thought that that ended up ending wonky anyway if you go back i think people have these rose tinted glasses with that but even so you ended up having that in each issue and each new it just seems to be going down the hill a bit. And then we get to this. And I said where I wished for something that maybe I shouldn't have wished for saying, maybe we need a, some long form stories. Maybe that's what's missing. Cause we were jumping in with three parters, one, one shot, parters, yeah. and it never felt like you were ever having any like momentum in the book or anything that you have to stick with. And if you have any kind of ADD, by the time you get done one and you move on to the next, when you get back to the next issue in next month, you have to do it all over again. Good luck remembering what you read previously. That's my, and yeah, and I have problems. But it, so when you go into this and we have the two stories that continue, Batman and Zatanna and Bound to Our Will and also Ace of Batman. And well, that's what this issue is. Okay. But it has the Batman Zatanna story by Vida Ayala and then the Mark Russell Super Pet story. These don't need six issues. Is it a Super Pet story when he does everything he can not to tell a Super Pet story? Well, I, I think it's about the, uh, you know, the hair grease is what this one's uh, you end up where I said in the review, Mark Russell. Russian hair restoration <laughs> grease from bears. But you know what? Bears are hard to come by and expensive in Siberia. So we needed the pig grease. So there we had Russian men putting pig grease on their heads for vanity for years and years. But we wanted to associate ourselves with the bears. I'm like, where are the super pets? Super pets. That's all I can. I actually, every, I was reading it and just being goofy, thinking of you doing it. And I'm reading a part. Oh, Tolstoy. Super pets. <laughs> this whole thing. I'm like, oh, R- Russian big super pets. No, no, not even that, because in the story as well, which again, we're going to get to, <laughs> but maybe, but when you maybe. have two freaking guards outside of a warehouse telling you why there's so many empty warehouses in Gotham because it used to be a harbor city that used to do this, that, and the other thing. And how come you only have doors in the back? There's never a really front door to the super pets. <laughs> I ended up thinking, like, I really just want to get to the joke where they're going to have their boy band 
going forward i'm like i don't need this so when you get when we get to that it's pretty much mark russell being mark russell he's finally exposed that deal and i think that six issues for both those main too much you you didn't need it and or did you need any because these stories are not great so that those are the big ones but then you throw a question that i don't mind that what i think at this point though birds of prey you get a birds of prey team a little sus that team it's it's okay kind of interesting if they did it right miracle molly you gotta force that in you got ghosts that ended up being introduced in the legends of the the dark knight book like i've never seen that character before in my life as far as i know my point was i thought it was actually like Okay, they're going to give you the Cassandra came from the Birds of Prey movie, but not Cassandra came, but kind of looked. Seemed right to me. Didn't, isn't that what it looked like? No, it was a character that was introduced by Che Grayson in that Legend of the Dark Knight digital slash print book. But when you go into that, I just keep thinking we're, we're really, we don't have a lot more to do in Gotham and the whole idea of a Batman urban legend. We don't have Please. a lot to do in Gotham. I mean, seriously. Stop this book and just do a DC it presents, and so you can broaden it up and get some people in here that can tell yeah, some put stories. Yeah, the in there, you know, and get well, get a Firestorm story, get a Captain Adam. Look, they want to sell books, Jim. I I look at the deal. This is starting this to not sell Batman much on it. I know. Well, and back to the whole deal where I <laughs> says Firestorm, DC shooting themselves <laughs> in the foot. Nobody's nobody's caring about this book anymore. There's hardly any reviews anymore. There's not even a lot of user reviews as there was before because there's just not that much interest in it. And so we'll get into this now, but I'm telling you this first story because the first story is Batman is a ton and bound to our will part four of six written by Vita uh-huh. Ayala art by Nicola says colors uh-huh. by Nick Filardi letters by Steve Wands. And we go into the story that even at the beginning, we thought it was weird. The idea that Batman and Zatanna have this, you know, Deep dark secret that they go to every year that there is a we opened up a monster dimension. Our bad. Yeah, and they're like they, they end up going back. And the big play at that point at the beginning was they go back to the Hall of Justice afterwards and don't want to look at each other in the eye for months. And Superman was acting like Satana's dad and ended up. You I don't want you doing that stuff. And what are you doing? So from that to what we got here in part four, I don't know what's going on. And you end up going through time to see what should be. A meaningful progression of the demons and what's going on. But well, you have these monstrous sense. entities that take on the form of people. And the ancient Egyptians, circa 2500 BCE, realize you take these things and you put them into a human form and then you drag them into a freaking, you know, a, um, a tomb, mummify them. And that's how you take care of it until I guess they unleash themselves later on. Because then we have to receive back in 1967 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where the whole crypto like um the uh cryptozoological monster the mothman like you know went through point pleasant destroyed the silver bridge in, in december of 1967 and here we see it's actually these monster men's and i don't know if it's the monster men's that destroyed the silver bridge or if it was dr fate trying to contain the monster the funny men's. thing about that is is the idea that you are into that sort of yeah. thing if you're not you're not going to know what the hell is going on that is just thrown in there and i thought you didn't know about the 13 months of terror in Point Pleasant, West Virginia? No, I didn't. And I, I was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia at one point. I still don't know, You're Eric. And moth, I thought, man. what the hell does Dr. Fate have to do? What is he against? Why does he, he bridge? I'm like, why does he hate West Virginia bridges? I mean, there's a lot of them. And so you have that. But so that's my died. point <laughs> of this is the idea that Vida Ayala is not like 
you have pages sure here. This is Christmas Eve, too. Okay. I see art, I see words, but nothing is explained. That's just a side little deal. If you know that, I think that that they're playing it's the funny idea when you that see if you these know too, the idea that like we did this in the last issue where she wanted to make the idea that these monsters were different things throughout the, like you know mythology and like you know urban legends and stuff like that. And the Mothman was one of them that she put out. Maybe the Jersey Devil too. I'm not sure because I don't remember. But when you actually see these monsters on the bridge of Doctor Face, they almost just kind of look like Firefly, the Batman villain. Yeah, they do. And and then I, I'm telling you, I think that it's destroyed by Doctor Fate. But my problem is not knowing the Mothman, Eric. You end up where you get a progression. I think we spend the rest of the podcast talking about the Mothman. Maybe that'd be fun. I end up where... Started at the TNT factory. I'm going Egypt. Okay, you know, we're doing that. that. Then I'm getting, you know, bad PTSD of the Killing Time book where we're jumping around nonsense there, too. So I'm oh, like, that's Greece. It's completely different. But now. I'm like, <laughs> Egypt, okay. Okay, what does that have to do with Point Pleasant, West Virginia? I'm thinking, like, where does this like, connect? Now, again, I didn't know and not even spelled out. You could have had like a newspaper. I don't know. But the idea that happens. Then we go to a nicer place, a simpler time, another perspective. And right there, I'm like, you go to hell is what, what I'm saying, because now you're just being ambiguous. You're just throwing things because this is where one of the demons ends up taking over this grandmother. And ends up where, you know, goes. The Nazi German scientist lady, that's what we've been calling yeah. this whole time. She just happened to be a nice old grandma out with her little girl on the day that Bruce and Zatanna went and opened up that original thing, trying to make a bigger connection to themselves and screwed the pooch. Because they're in the background. Exactly. And that's why we have this lady who is now possessed by a demon as her granddaughter sobs over her. So we now we have to wait years for her to go and wait for Bruce and Zatanna to open up a new portal to try to fix things, and we have another monster come out, and I forget what the kid's name was, but they had a whole issue about his backstory, so supposedly he was important. I think his name was Jet Jaguar. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's not that. That's a Godzilla hero, but it's just one of these things where you're seeing background on these demons, and I'm like, cool, but but they're not doing I don't it. understand what we're doing with Batman and Zatanna because it even took me half the issue to realize that they're still fading away from existence. Yeah, I know, because the art doesn't play out well there. I'll tell you, as I'm reading this, and even with the idea of pulling your eye away from some things or whatnot, it, it took me a second read to even realize that that had Bruce and Zatan in the background. I didn't see the giggle, giggle as a deal. And I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, what, what is this? The good ship lollipop? This little girl? This isn't that long ago. But you end up where they end up giving you that. It's not background, though. It's trying to explain how and what happened, but it's not giving you much of anything. And then you go to the Batman Zatanna stuff. I, I don't even know if people are speaking to each other in sentences at points because they're saying things that don't make sense. But the big thing of Zatanna, you know, she's trying to make things right. Batman says he has another plan while you end up having these demons talk too much shit and seemingly give Batman a hint saying as long as the door remains open, we will prevail. And hey, Batman, you don't even know how to lock the door you want. You don't know where, where the lock is to insert the key. I'm like, is that like, is she coming on to him or something? I think she is. That's a key master gatekeeper kind of shit. Tell you, that seems sexy. Uh, but that makes Batman say, okay, I think I understand this. Do you trust me, Zatanna? She says, yeah. And he says, really, do you trust me? I don't know what happens from there. Well, the thing is, at this point in time, it's like, do you trust me, Zatanna? Good, then run. Pretty much, we're just going to have Batman attack one of these freaking demon people to where he has zapped away, like John Constantine was in the previous issue, to the passageway. To the in-between, where Batman then meets up with John Constantine in the in-between, where it's almost like an upside-down in Stranger Things. It's just like a dark version of where we are, but then it keeps repeating different 
timelines and instances of the demons' resurrections and or kept like, you know, uh, keeping them at bay situations. So it just kind of goes back and forth over and over again. But it seems like we're in different places. And I don't know, like even in Rome and stuff like that, current day situations. Nero's there. He's fiddling. And I just don't know where you do you walk to a certain area to get know. a certain time stream or something like that. So then we just have the idea. We got to watch what these fuckers do to make sure that we can stop them. And then we got to try to stop them. And what's going to happen if we stop this thing from the past that never happened before in the in-between? <laughs> Fuck if I know. And they're saying there's an imbalance, but also the key in the locker inside. I'm sa- and then you have Constantine, like, considering that this seems to be the Isarum Brigantum. I'm like, eh, whatever you say, Constantine. Also as a dog. And I think they eat dogs. All these things going on with that. Then you have that weird deal where Batman sees a demon behind and throws the batarang and comes you're making a guy feel welcome and it just doesn't make sense it's just constantine constantly hitting on batman in this in-between world where batman's trying to figure out with the rest of us what the fuck's going on stop your shit constantine i think Vita Ayala thinks that nobody realizes that constantine is bisexual and wants to have sex with everybody he comes in contact with because that's just the norm but you don't have to go and push it that far the one thing i also had problems with is when you end up having you know, Batman end up, and is it like Eon or when he ends up headbutting the guy, right. right? And then the guy ends up sending him away, ends up zapping him to the in between. It's the same exact look of when they actually consume somebody and take them. You even had it at the beginning of this issue when you had that in the whole deal, and it threw me off. I thought, oh, Batman's dead. And maybe he is, Jim. Maybe everybody who's consumed is in the in-between. Then we go to Zatanna, who is having... This is where I'm like, oh, yeah, they are fading away, because all of a sudden Zatanna's like, I can't type. I have to look into this computer to do magic to figure out what the computer <laughs> knows, but I can't type on the keyboard, but I can smash it. But if I pick up this this tchotchke over here, then I can type on the keyboard. Wait, what? What is that tchotchke? I swear to God, I thought it was like some weird fetus that she got out of like some, you know, museum of the weird. I'm like, what is this stuff? And then all of a sudden she's fading that she isn't. She's on the computer. Then she's in the netherwhelm. Even when she's on the computer, so, oh, come on, just... Connect to the comms. I can't touch the keys, but it won't register my commands. Why? Uh, she smashes the keyboard, and then it's fine in the next panel. Tech is one thing, but what about <laughs> you? Here, paperweight. Still can't work the computer, but the magic feels stronger. More connected. Like, what? what are you doing? <laughs> and then she magically you know, connects to the information on the computer to know exactly what's going on or something along those lines. And I don't like, know how the progression goes. I love it because there's been times, obviously, a lot of people end up trying to clean their keyboard and stuff so you take the keys off it's the worst thing for me it never goes back and then next thing i know it's all jumbled and stuff like that and and eric if you move like the h key somewhere else it doesn't go with the h then did you know that you you type weird then but yeah she ends up connecting to the computer at the same time that just becomes a like a recap of what's been happening in the story but not in a coherent way yeah and and almost a recap of what happened in this issue and so you, you then go and Constantine and Batman are walking around. Now they're in Rome while Nero's fiddling as it the all burns down. Of Rome. And I'm sitting here, who are the specters here? Oh, no, it's not spelled <laughs> right. Never mind. I'm, I keep getting weird killing time vibes. And now we're at least in Rome. And they're like, oh, Nero's there. I heard about this dude. And then all of a sudden, Rome's on fire. But it's of the mind. Batman thinks he's got to save people. You end up Constantine saying, eh, you know, they're kind of done as it is but what does this do for the story 
and then they're just outside the smoldering ruins. And- this is what this is what Batman needs to do, and he realizes that he needs to interact with this past and stop what's going on. And in order for that to happen, Constantine has to lick his thumb, put it on Batman's forehead, and see Batman's steroid rage out with a glowing bat symbol, where he then pulls the person off the altar to be sacrificed, and then boom, something yeah. happens. Tony gives him a wet but we willy. Have Batman just in the eye of the demon that consumed him, then looking out. Seriously, how smelly is that thumb? With with Constantine licking that thumb? Oh, it's got to be disgusting. Uh, I, I don't know disgusting. if he licked it. I don't think he did. I think he did. All and the, the power comes from the survival. Yeah. And then, yeah, like he says, he goes in as you have this sacrifice going. He pulls him away. And then all of a sudden, Batman's like, oh, my God, I can see things through eyes. Ah, look at him. And I did it. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what's going on in the story. And we still have two issues left. And I, something tells me. It ain't going to be wrapped it's so up very weird that clearly. I like really dark DC characters. The magic oriented. I just really hate stories that deal with magic. Yeah. Well, because it gets wonky and stuff like that. And this really is getting Dude, I way really over like the top all wonky. you characters. It's just, I can't follow what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I mean, Reggie, he would have loved this too, but it's nothing. There's not a story that I can even grasp in this. We got to close the void. We got to sever the connection that like allows our heroes to become corporeal again. And we got to stop the demons. And that the, That's idea, what's the idea of the they're incorporeal With is Constantine. barely played out. It's We always, because it's never really played out except like, like you said, you end up, Satana can't press the keys, then she crashes them, but then it's Smashes okay again. Yeah, I mean, what is going on here? How about you, tchotchke paperweight? It's nonsense, Eric, but the next story is a question story, and again, What's this, the question? this is probably the best one. It's not great, but it's Batman of the Question, right answer, wrong question, Ryan Katie writing, who did the really good stuff that we like with Jessica. Cruise. Becoming a Yellow Lantern. Yeah, yeah. in the uh, future state and then in that annual. So I was looking forward to this. Giuseppe Comancola on pencils, Cam Smith on ink, Sebastian Chang Kellers and William Schubert on letters. And the thing is, when I ended up, I didn't realize it until I started reading. I'm like, Ryan Katie, where do I know that name? And then I look, I'm like, oh, this should be pretty good. Like that good character. But it work. is pretty good. And the thing is, though, there it needed some more setup. It's just this one shot. And by the end, it really is a goofy, silly story that you really didn't need, but at least it didn't infuriate me like the rest of them. But yeah, yes, it allows question. you to know why the question would be on, you know, the ch- not even that. I'm like Lois Lane's group of greatest detective ever, because even when he's in Gotham here trying to get to the bottom of why all this illegal stuff is going through a private Bruce Wayne, Wayne Enterprises like, you know, computer thing. He's here to think that, like, you know, put out the, uh, the idea to Batman. I think Bruce Wayne is dirty. And ultimately, when we go through this, we have a great old school. And it's years ago. So it's like, you know, classic blue and gray with a big old, like, uh, yellow bat symbol in the front. Like, classic Batman that I know and love. Like, uh, team up with the question where they're infiltrating Wayne Enterprises to find out that these guards and different people that are working for have infiltrated a data frame, uh, like a mainframe that Batman has set up secretly for himself to use his own stuff through. But these people have actually compromised a bit and using this to illegally send stuff out like, you know, black market goods and transferring money and stuff because it's untraceable. They have able to hack this. The question is on to this, and he thinks that Bruce Wayne is dirty, and all through this whole thing, it's just the idea, I think we have to take down Bruce Wayne, only for Bruce Wayne to show himself, look, I know Bruce Wayne isn't dirty because I'm Bruce Wayne. And ultimately, this entire thing, this whole thing, almost to a degree, was Bruce. He was getting to the bottom of this, but also it was a way for him to use his conspiracy theory and detective skills to let Batman like you know, out himself as Bruce Wayne, because before the story even started, he had a notebook in his hand that says, 
Batman as Bruce Wayne. And this is a way for him to manipulate Bruce Wayne into making sure that he knows Again, it's true. I didn't mind that. It's just the idea that in the other deal of you didn't really have to have these crooked guards and employees of, of Wayne Industries taking advantage because that ends up being the thing that Batman is more interested in. That, oh, man, these guys and well, they're doing their thing. But it just felt weird that they, you know. First off, the question comes in knowing from the evidence that Batman is Bruce Wayne. But then you also have these guards somehow that have figured out all this other stuff. And that felt like Batman was asleep at the wheel. And I, I didn't love that part, the idea. You didn't have to have those guards. It could have just been the idea of trying to get down to the bottom of it. And then finally Batman saying, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. But I guess they needed some sort of angle that Batman would have been involved too. The yeah. funny thing, though, is as the question is going through this, is like, all right, we're going to go into Wayne Industries. They have this warehouse. We're going to go there. Uh, yeah, we got to get the encryption. Got it. Oh, oh how'd you get How do you that? Have Never all mind. These <laughs> it's like every step of the way. I don't know that Batman really had to show him. But at the end, the thing that I did like was that that proved that Batman was on the up and up because he was willing to say, hey, listen, I'm Batman. And I'm Bruce Wayne. You know, just don't tell anybody whatever. He's trusting the question with that at that point. Which then makes the question, you know, trust him. But the thing about this is, is cool as well. It is like, you know, a flashback story to a degree where early in like the, I don't want to say early in Vic Sage's career, but pretty early in Vic Sage's career, or at least the second time where he's been to Gotham City because they referenced, you know, when like Question and Batman teamed up previously. But this idea that it is a, like a, a classic kind of storytelling, a one shot story for this that actually makes Vic Sage and Batman look uh, pretty cool together as a duo in the end. And I'm like, I like the art in this yeah, one Yeah, I lot. didn't mind. I like the art. And like I said, I, I didn't think that the story was great the way it played out and set up. And I thought it was, I just really thought it was silly where Batman just kept going, oh, I did that. I did that. I did that. Because you don't have a lot of space. So you have to get to that point. But when he did end up pulling out his notebook and then adds to it, it says Batman is Bruce Wayne and then and dot, can dot, be dot. trusted. That made it a little better. By the end, I thought, okay, you know, you were doing something here and you were pushing towards that. And it's kind of a And cool even deal. the idea to prove his theory right, it took a conspiracy the theory within Wayne Enterprises to get it done. It was funny, too, because I, I actually thought that what it was going to be, the conspiracy theory wasn't going to be true. Like, that was going to be like, I told you, there was no conspiracy. There, there's nothing going on here. Oh, yeah, there was. Bruce Wayne. Oh, my God. But no, it was. There was something going on. These guys ended up, and that gave you a fight and things like that. It just seemed odd. And then Batman, as he's leaving, go, you got to go to HR on Monday, guys. So we're going to sort this out, please. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I'm telling you, I actually thought at one point that Batman was going to reveal that he hired these guys somehow or something. But yeah, these guys were, you know, they were they were playing the devil's hand there, trying to steal uh, from Bruce Wayne and Batman uh, again. But it was the better of the stories in this. But we go now, and it's very quick. So it's that one shot. And and some of the times these books are better served with one shots, not six shots, Eric, that I want to sh punch myself. I'm a good three-part fan of myself. Yeah, they're, they're okay, too, because you, at least you have that beginning, middle, end. And that's where we're going to have with the Birds of Prey. The problem is, are we in the middle already? Because it didn't feel like a full beginning. There was not a lot of setup. But that's the worst part about the whole thing. I was telling you before we got on the idea that like some things that like you have in here, with maybe like Tim Drake coming out and stuff like that, might be the beginning of a new Tim Drake Robin series going forward. So it almost feels like these are the opportunities for that backdoor pilot to see if like people really like it. And they're like, okay, let's go to series right now. 
when you have the situation where you have a new Birds of Prey, people are going to be excited for a Birds of Prey. You have a new team of characters that you want to know all more about. Like, I don't know the ghost. I didn't read that digital Legends of the Dark Knight. So I know nothing about the character except that she's a thief. But you have Shiva, Katana, and Miracle Molly as a group with this newer character, Ghost. I feel like I need to know more about it because that's the thing about pilots. They set up the angle of the story and how it works. And when you have this, and that's maybe I'm looking at it in a wrong way, but this is the first issue of three and that whole thing will be the pilot to it. But when I look at this whole thing, it's like, all right, Batman told me to get a team together. We're going to go look at this thing. And I got you, you, and you. And And I want you. And I and called like, for you. I said I, I just, was Sally. I, I just felt like I needed more of a setup for a Birds of Prey start. Well, when you get into this, it's Birds of Prey and Memory Lane Part 1 of 3. And I, I have some problems with this that I'll tell you, even with the idea of it being. And all of these can be the, you know, maybe a backdoor pilot. If something is really exciting, oh, man, that was so awesome. There, That's a cool thing about books like this. It can go on. But you have Shea Grayson writing and Sergio Kuna, Ivan Placenti, and Josh Reed on art. So we go into this, and my problem is, first off, kind of going off a of play that you said earlier, where I said, I wish we had a DC Presents, you know, because you have a Firestorm. You're like, that's not going to sell. No. If they have this team on a book, this is not going to sell. I, I hate to just say it in a blank statement I kind of like the of idea it. of the team, but I just need a reason for them to really be together it's that makes sense. It's not going to sell. I mean, when you end up where the only thing that I can kind I like of reach on is... like a lot of things is, that will never sell. Well, again, Firestorm. But you have, a, you know... Hawkman, Eric. Yeah. You are a walking. Oh, you're a walking, not selling dude. Uh, with sure. that, but when we ended up having an outsiders team that had even Batman in the title, he was in the book. You had Black Lightning, you had Katana, you had the Signal, and then Duke Thomas, you know yeah. you ended up also having Cassandra, Cassandra stuff Kane. like that. That didn't sell. So there's no way this, but it's kind of a cool way that you can have this here, and if you like it. But the team itself, like you said, I. I can't I said in my review, I, I like seeing a weird team like you. You're a little more into that than I am. But even so, I can't even imagine these characters hanging out for two hours on a Sunday afternoon, let alone be on She's a team. She's Katana almost kill each other as soon as Katana shows up. Yeah. And so how is this a team? Now, we only have three issues, which you said maybe we'll see more. The problem I have here is I wish that the setup where we got a setup where maybe Batman in his weird way, got everybody to just show up all day, and then they become a team in, you know, fire, the trial by fire things, but they're kind of, you know, talking about a team and things like that. (laughs) Set them on fire, they'll become a team. But when you go into this where I'm like, I I just, this team doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't seem like they would be a team. So, okay, let's see what's going on. But then when the story becomes yet another app that is so sus from the beginning. And and really, I off, I kind of, you know, rail on sometimes where we have real life and comics. But sometimes I have to kind of use real life as a reference. When we end up, just imagine, just say that this guy here who has this memory lane out. Noah Grove. It changes name to real life Jeff Bezos. Or say this. There is Lex nobody. Luther? Nobody is going to download an app that is going to mess with your brain. You have people that you're begging no, them no. to do anything nowadays, and people are like, "No hey, way!" You want these drugs that mess with your brain? Sure. Do. No, I'm talking about the idea of, "Oh man, I'm not going to get that car because it tracks me." I mean, everything that I hear from people is, "I don't need somebody inserting a tracker in me." Does it make you feel good? Yes. Oh shit! You Give don't even me. know that people don't. It's oh, you get your greatest I'm memories. From somebody else, and then I'm going to do it. Interfaces with your brain. There is no way this is going to. And then you have oh man, everybody loves it. I was on Twitter, and everybody no. 
So you have this, but again, how many of these apps and these crazy, like the next killer app? This kind of story is like 10 years past its prime now. I, well, no, it's the, it's the thing. Is, I agree. I am tired of the, like, the black mirror aspect of bad technology, especially when it comes to phone apps and stuff like that, because it's almost, it, it, it's, it's stupid. I'm sorry, I don't want to say it's stupid, like it stinks, but it's stupid. And I really just want to say it's because I hate that aspect because oh, it never comes out it's right. It's never right or never good. When you have a character here, Noah Grove, who was a character that's like supposedly the youngest inmate of Arkham Asylum ever, I'm like, tell that to the boy. But I'm saying, yeah, really? like, this guy has face blindness. He doesn't, he can't tell a person apart. He can't actually see their face, not even his own, but he also has the power to loop you in a mind stream kind of thing, a, perpe- a perpetual, like, you know, memory. Like the whole idea of this app's a bad thing because it is able to take you and relive your best memory and stuff like that. So when you have that as a start and then you go to the team like, this is what we got to do. We got to find this guy, Noah Grove. He has the power to mess with your mind and loop you in your mind. I'm like, okay, everything's bad in the city, especially everybody's going to like, you know, take this app on stuff. I'm telling but- you, this is why Gotham City sucks. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're willing to do everything. Also, I don't think you really establish a great connection between that app and Noah either. Well, it's not only that, though, because the thing is we have all of this stuff, too, where we have this, you know, Richard Rowe, uh, like, Industries, who's putting out this app and stuff like that. So, And that's a guy who supposedly, like, I, if you look his name up online, he's a human who had the anti-life equation in DC's yeah. past previously. But when you have the idea he's of that, then hacked by the unsanity collective i'm like is this <laughs> what we're doing now that we don't have the mad hatter mind wipe machine I, I don't know. we're just you know taking on this whole thing so we have a man who has the ability to fuck with your mind or make you relive all these things in a perpetual loop if he wants to we have an app that allows you to do this but then you have the unsanity collective who's hacked into this app to use it for their own good while our new birds of prey are finding hidden towns slash homes inside an abandoned gotham central park to find the Noah Grove person. I'm like, I just want to know more about the characters on the team. Like, all I want you to do is find me a decent way for Miracle Molly to be out of Black Ape, besides Rashiva said, I called in some, I called in some people, got her out. I'm like, I need you more than that. It's too soon for that. Uh, In my mind, it's okay. If you really figure, I mean, just break her out. I don't know. But the idea of, oh yeah, it's some, People hide. You get the idea, Batman, who ended up getting her but out. Or is it even, because you know, I don't, I don't even know. trust who that else show? could be Nakano? I mean, I he don't does know. bad I things. I don't think it's ever going to be explained. No, I think it it's won't. a way just to get Miracle Molly on the team. But even when we have Katana show up in Gotham to meet Shiva, who she's pissed about meeting, like, why the hell are you here? I'm not working with you, Shiva. You're a goddamn killer. She's like, you say Batman gave you this assignment, but I've always gotten missions directly from him. Katana eventually goes with this whole idea because we need everybody on this team with their own specialized skills to get the job done. I don't think Batman ever put Shiva up to this. I think it's all a lie. I, I, it may be. Also, I, I don't get the idea where you do have this ghost who we said was introduced by Che Grayson. Tony, it's the best way to put it is the way Cassandra Kane was presented in the Birds of Prey movie. That's essentially to me. Yeah, who that's ghost what I thought it was. Without seeing that Legends of the Dark Knight. I digital. really thought that this was just a character that was made because you, you couldn't have Cassandra in another book like this. So you ended up okay. And I was like, that's fine. That's cool. She shows up and says, you, Sandy. And it seems as if they, like, what was that? Did they call her? Did Shiva say, hey, this is it? Like, because the idea, she does not use any tech at all. And then I'm thinking, was yeah. this an online thing? Because it couldn't have been because she doesn't do that. What, you put an she ad on a paper? Phone. What, what, what was the setup of how you got her there? She just shows up. You, Sandy? Sandy? Yeah, yeah, this is Ghost. Hey, we need you. Come on in. We have this job. I'm like, 
what what did you set no, up to get her there? I'm just saying, I, like the Sandy thing is just you know it's like Lady Sheba's name is Sandra. Yeah, so. but I'm saying when she calls up and says, "Hey, this is Sandy. You ghost? Yeah. Hey, meet me here." I, I just didn't There's get what the setup. Money, you say? It huh? seemed as if she didn't know the money until then. When then all of a sudden the, the dollar bill signs and the dollar dollar bills y'all in her eyes. I just imagine it's that she tracked ghosts for a while again, nothing knowing nothing about ghosts. So I'm going to make up a background and a personality for it right now as I make up a fictitious reason for this. But when you have this, I won't think that ghosts is a person who likes being on the streets and doing things in gangs and stuff like that. She went to a bathroom and saw looking for a good time, <laughs> calls Sandy and this she number and shows up over here, not knowing it's a heist. But, you know, Sheba, being the smart lady that she is, she knew the situation that Ghost would come and look for this good time. But also, once she's there, it's like, we got some money in for this. <laughs> she's and still like, I'm for down. The good time. <laughs> and that is Ghost. I just love she shows up, right? So it's like, hey, I'm out of here. You're Sandy? Damn right I am. Hey, look at you. You got a flaming sword. I'm out of here. This isn't my thing. Oh, tech, I'm out. Oh, but we're going to give you $50,000. Cha-ching, I'm in. And the family thing and that, that's part of the gang and stuff like that, that she ends up doing. She's, she's got a heart of gold. She does. So she's going to end up. Then you have Miracle Molly, who seemingly is just hovering outside the, the window. At this point, you already I, have spelled out that this is a really old TV. Somehow she can nothing. hack into the old TV. I, I did don't nothing get... but say this is an antique TV from 1995, a tube television, and Miracle Molly uses her fucking, you know, somehow her <laughs> nanodes in her brain or eyeball to hack into this TV outside. Makes no of like, sense. Are you the seer? Like, and again, this is not legit. I'm not saying this is a theory. It's, it's just because... The seer was able to do that in a background for some reason, and I don't know why you spelled out this TV so well that nobody could that hack out? into it. I knew that, that, like, that's something stupid that most people probably would go by, whatever, but you spelled out that even had Ghost come in. After the TV almost got destroyed by Katana, hey, that's a retro TV. Then Ghost comes in, hey, isn't that a retro TV? All of a sudden, Miracle Molly's on it, and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And she's just, she's like Green Goblin hovering outside the window. I just wanted Honestly, to make I do sure that, that you were okay, and that I could come in. Hey, thanks. Look at that 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 freaking you know drone thing that she's on looks so big and clunky right you there. You say though, that you can go online right now and see a guy riding down the street on a freaking thing just like that, and then like two videos later, dead. But you end up where they're all together. That's a legitimate now. thing. I've yeah. seen it. Like, I'm people saying, actually though, this fly thing around looks on it. So big and clunky at this point, though. Where does she park it? But you end up where wherever she they wants. Go in, and so the looks whole like talk then becomes Noah Grove, which the setup was this app. And we don't ever get the idea that the app is doing anything wrong yet. It, no, it just, they just have but it's an app. hacked by the Unsanity Collective, so I don't trust it. It gives you the memory, the best memories, and people are like, I'm going to do the, is you know, my summer vacation. Without the Mad Hatter tech that erased people of their memories but kept their core talents and interests and stuff like that to make you a part of the Unsanity. Is it a thing where you then take Noah Grove, who I have to think is the – Somehow you use his latent metagene of and use that in a tech base to give people plug what they them want into app, the machine. I do you, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how that works like, because it's fucking bullshit. But then when the unsanity card is this their new way of using like mind like a memory technology to wipe memories away for people who have this app now? Maybe it's the weird thing is though is that you know first off you end up you're in a comic you're in Gotham City and right. you hear of an app that ends up going oh, into your brain with memories. Gotham. You know there's crazy stuff going on. But you don't even connect it. But then you go right to a guy who, or they say they, so I don't want to say guy. But yeah. you end up going to this person who ends up being able to kind of mess with your memory and put you in these weird states and things like that. But then also can't recognize I facial features high. where I'm like, okay, I, I don't know why you added that. But 
you then end up where they're going to go I and just try imagine to take so them down. Our people don't have to worry about a freaking secret identity, the identity at some point. Maybe see that's that's too forced to do that. So you end up where they're trying to get intel. It's very quick, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Katana decides to go into the crazy memory app, lane app. Yes, but. You never get anything from that. She ends up seeing her husband says, I don't remember the curves of his body. I'm going to go, in. oh, man, Maceo, I'm sorry. And then comes out. Everybody's like, let's move I on. I can't tell if she's having a good time or a bad time. She does see Maceo, but she almost looks like she's screaming as she comes out of this. Then comes out of it screaming. Like, what did that do to you? Right where I say this team is not – nobody even says, hey, you okay? <laughs> She's there screaming. I don't know where her phone went. I like later. Shiva has the greatest plan ever to, to take down the app, crunches her phone. Because next thing you know, they're just there where, oh, Miracle Molly, she found out where all this goes, where all this is. And they end up in Gotham, Gotham Park. Central, uh, Gotham City it's Park. It's basically Central Park. but Overgrown, but kind of dead. But there's a freaking secret ta- like house inside here like that's bigger on the inside. Yeah. I mean, how many things are you just going to throw at the reader? You have a park where it's a public park. People have gone. But in the middle, there's a town that nobody knows of. Best kept secret. Just nonsense. They go to a shack that's bigger on the inside because they end up. Mirka Molly, at one point, they go. Man, I think we found this too easily, which could have played into Noah Grover. No, no, it's that Miracle Molly. She's got a pretty cool tech, and they just got there. So then you end up where the (laughs) Shiva's phone beeps. She got an update from the memory lane app, which she says she didn't have anything to do with. She got an email. So she throws the phone on the ground and stamps on it. I'm like, you didn't have to go that far. Just delete the app. I don't want it either. Just crush the phone. What is that? Is that because you need her to not have the phone because the phones will end up effect? And Ghost doesn't have a phone because she doesn't use tech. But you end up going to this house. Shiva, she grabs onto the doorknob. All of a sudden gets shocked, but then is in a bad memory with Cassandra, daughter, obviously. And it's a bad deal of, oh, my God, Cassandra, get away from me. It was a good one. Then everybody's like, I, I, the funny thing is I wanted to play out the idea that it was a good one. Like Cassandra there are no is good fighting ones. her right now, and that's all that Shiva really does love. But that's the problem. She says that was an old bad memory. I would have went with, yeah. this is the Come best on. you're going to get. <laughs> like This is the idea where the app breaks down because it's one of those where, you know, you did the does changing of the code. Yeah, there are no good memories. This person has all misery. Uh, or you would like the idea that Shiva would say, man, that was the best day ever when they almost killed each other. <laughs> they gather to go into the, this this cabin in the woods. That's bigger on the inside. They go in. They have to mention that it's pretty much the TARDIS. Okay. And then they find what you think would be Noah Grove is just sitting there in a mask and a chair. The end. That's how I said. I'm like, what is going on? I don't understand what the story is. And at least he has clothes on. He's doing better than me already. That's true. Look at that robe. I mean, he looks like he's like really like Ric Flair. This is a guy that looks like he is taking fashion advice from the designer. Well, it does look a little like the designer. When they go into the cabin, too, they're like, oh, my God, this was the summer home of Arkham. I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. And so at the end, I'm just confused of what is going on. And like, nothing really is. I want to like the story because, again, it's a weird team. I like weird teams. I don't want to do something with a new killer app that's hacked by all this. But like, it's too much for me to take on right now when you won't even explain why these people would actually work together, how you got it together. Because I love putting a team together. Here, the team just comes together. Okay, let's do some shit. I'm like, explain yourself, please. Because 
putting a meta power into an app that's then fucking hijacked by the Unsanity Collective with all this other stuff on top of them, like, it's too much too soon. It is. And so, like you said earlier, when you go into a story like this, and we don't have a Birds of Prey book. We haven't had one for a while. So you end up having a setup where you really, you should be centering not on the story, not really on this, you know, app or whatever. You should really be centering on the team. And even with the idea of the app where, like, Katana is already, like, you know, she's gone through it. So in my mind, she's already going to be pre-programmed to fucking go back into this whole thing. Because it's just like what we're doing with the you know, Stephanie um, Stephanie Brown and Batgirls right now since she downloaded that freaking tutor thing where she keeps getting her mind taken over. I'm like, I don't need more of that I shit. I fully think that you have a team of four and you have had Shiva stepped on her phone. And Ghost doesn't deal with tech. Miracle Molly's already hooked up, so. Miracle Molly and She downloaded Katana. that app of the mind. Yeah, I mean, they're going to think they're in memories. They're going to start fighting. You're going to have Miracle Molly think that she's fighting the Scarecrow again, but it's going to be Ghost, and then we're going to see them go. That, that's all. Or maybe her be. husband is like, come back home. I don't yeah, know you. That? <laughs> yeah, maybe that. The idea, yeah, my parents, they're jerks. I still have. Whatever or it does would it be. force her old life back into her because it's actually uprooting memories? I don't know. Because she shouldn't Again, have any. Yeah, that would be funny if you go and, well, that's why I say Scarecrow. That's recent. She's like, oh, no. this guy. And you'd have Katana where she would think that she's fighting somebody, keeping the sale from her or something like that. His mama. Yeah. So I, I think that that's all it's going to devolve to. But that doesn't really give us the character work or especially a team building deal of showing us why this team would be together Miracle because Mark. at one point they're all like, screw this. Like, why would they join with Shiva? And Shiva then, like, Plays the psychologist. Most dangerous woman of, in the world. Brutal we killer. We need you. Oh, I'm in. Batman said it's cool. Oh shit! I right. love where Katana like. Listen, I know that you don't like the bullshit, but we really do need you. Oh, and if that's the case, I'm uh-huh. in. Right. Center on the thing of listen. If you end up doing this, I have a lot of connections. I'll help you find your husband. You know, and we'll get him back in that damn sword of yours or whatnot. But I have to go back and reread that. I don't remember anything about that or why her sword is glowing green right now. I remember Masayo's mother being pissed off. I don't remember anything about that story, what's going on, or where Masayo could have gone. I'll give you the funny play of what we would say when we were talking about it, because usually you remember things a lot better than me. But the idea was that Katana started getting a little book, though, right? getting a little smoochy, smoochy. Yeah, and it was too many stories to remember things. I know. That's what happens. They do get jumbled. Remember when you even had in the Outsiders book that it felt weird that we thought it was a cuckold that poor Maceo was in that sword watching Katana get real close to Jefferson, right? And really, and so then the mother ended up freaking out because Maceo was gone from the sword, and it's nonsense. But and it's mentioned again at the beginning when she was like, "Yeah, your husband not in there," like a weird deal. But yeah, I just needed more of the team to show me why they were a team and why I would want this team going forward. And right now, it's just characters thrown at you i mean people i saw reviews like or people talking pets. saying oh my god i like miracle molly so if you do here she is you, you probably never expected her to be back this soon nope. so cool or ever katana's fans out there eric are just waiting for you right but if you are a katana fan okay you got katana in a kind of a weird little skewed deal of feeling more like an outsider's book the worst part is i'm always complaining about katana i find her boring all she is is a freaking woman with a soul taker sword and her husband's inside she's all upset yeah she's a good fighter but that's all she is now you've taken her husband mix what does katana have left she is so goddamn boring yeah nothing even when she goes back to do something with the story it's all about her husband and the sword also um it just doesn't side but really i just said i really now that i think of it 
even with the Batman set, this should be an outsider's story. This should be a new outsider's team. Birds of Prey doesn't really work for me with this You're team. You're just mad because nobody has a bird theme. Nobody's a this. bird, Eric. I wasn't going to bring it up because then you start throwing to well, what about Stupid. Batgirl? <laughs> well, she's kind of a bat bird. Uh, there's a funny thing at the beginning where I really thought that Shay Grayson, like, do you think Cassandra Kane's in this? Because when you end up having ghosts show up, yeah, she would go, oh, this is Katana. She doesn't talk much and then can't shut up the rest of the – when is it Katana doesn't talk much? I think it's just low-grade shade. She even talks right away, right away to, to ghosts. But I, I'm interested in this ghost character, though, kind of cool. But uh, with that, we go to maybe. last I don't know if she well, does. Again, maybe that's the intrigue. Egg. I know that she walked down the street, took a little freaking note from an old man and said, thanks, Mr. Peterson. Yep. Yeah. And that, I wonder what that note said. I don't even want to guess there. It's God. gross. We go with the last story, then Ace the Bat, Hound and Hound, part four to six, written by Mark Russell, art by Carl Mostert, Trish Mulville, and Steve Wands. And yeah, it's Mark Russell being Mark Russell. He has a super pet story that started about, out. We talked about this. We're done. Fun times, you know, abused animals. But once they start at home, we're bound and take it to the streets and we're going to get back. Okay, we got a little more interested in it. But in this, you have random guards standing outside warehouses talking about how warehouses, empty warehouses cause villainy. And we shouldn't be here and the doors aren't right. And Would Gotham even have any crime? Are we all, all just villains and mob bosses, just a natural response to the environment which nurtures them? If it weren't for all these warehouses... Would we be even here? Yeah, well, did one guy should have said, Or are we just rats who've learned to live in the sewer? I'm telling you, I, I just want somebody to say, I, I see that up, your Tony. philosophy degree really didn't play out here. That's why you're mad. You you went and got all those degrees of play. Shut up. I mean, really, they're just sitting there. And the idea where you, you have Mark Russell's like, Batman doesn't cause his own villains. Warehouses do. This, this I'm issue, like, really? This story in this issue is even called Toxic Storage. And I have to think it's all about storage in warehouses. This seems like, okay, I have six issues to tell a super pet story. But I've really been wanting to rail on warehouses. Let's do it. And they end up the big play where you barely get the idea. It's Batman. He's coming. They're going to auction them all. Yeah. Right. So he's coming in. They have a base with too many villains just hanging here. It, you say it's too many. I'm like, silly. I'm like, it's all the villains. It's all the villains that shouldn't be here. It doesn't matter because it's a super pet story. But it's just why? Why do we got to do this? No, there, there's no reason. But you have them there, and you even have what is like a Fight Club slash uh, Squid Games, where these two guys are fighting to the death because they owe See, too much money. Right? They're going at it to, to the death. You also end up having a lot of gambling they're like hey everybody enjoy yourself you know spend all your money and whatnot while they try to prepare batman for this auction and things like that in the meantime the super pets they're grabbing a bunch of you know tech for themselves in the basement of club siberia they're just getting their own stuff like ace's own harness oh here's ursa the bear's leash okay here's a little flashback to when ursa the bear was used to maul a guy who owed them money yeah he ate a guy oh my oh here's a backstory about why rush is associated with the bear but when it should really be associated with pig grease yeah why and and that's the thing you have this villain who now spends pages saying, hey, why do you think that Russia's known, you know, the bear symbol? Oh, it's because of bear grease. But get this, all these people in Europe, they thought they were getting bear grease, but it was too much of a pain in the ass to ship. So we used bacon. I, I get the idea that everybody walking around smelling like bacon. They end up delicious. using pig grease, and then this guy gets eaten. Yeah, there you go. But then you, we actually forgot, too, because we have to spend a page, too, where the freaking Super Pets 
overhear guys talk about how Gotham has the best pizza. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, it takes 15 minutes off your life. Well, it doesn't matter because it's going to be the last 15 minutes. This is a, it's a mercy pizza, really, because I don't want to have – fuck Super Pets. Super Pets. And then we go back to them guys standing outside the warehouse to talk more about things. Yeah. There ain't no front doors <laughs> on these things. Super Pets. Batman's getting auctioned. He's just getting auctioned. That's all it is. <laughs> hey, that guy over there. We, we have people fighting the octagon over here to the death who owe us money. This is a way to, like, you know, really pay off their debts. Whoever wins, their debts are cleared. This guy, he just keeps borrowing money, though. Why would he go and do that? And I'm just like, super best, super best. <laughs> And then the you know, eventually they just get they shot fight. with trunks and loaded up. They start they? fighting. You get a little. I love the idea of chicken. Who is always a little behind reminds me of Stephen Hawking comes out, watch out, that didn't really work well. And then there's Licks Luther. I mean, what is going on? They end up drinking Ursa the Bear, who gets taken away like Boxer in the animal farm. Now are they gonna have to go off and get by is that just to extend it so they have to go off and get that, but that leads in the Batman? I don't know. But the idea where they're trying to fight back here is nonsense. And then you go, and that's the best part, because at least we it get is. super pets, right? So then we go back, we get the octagon, the guy keeps borrowing money. You said that you think that his wife is just overbearing, he's spending things. He's got to kill men every night to do this. The only thing that I like money to keep up his lifestyle where you have that girl who's guarding Batman and Batman says you're making a mistake because whoever wins this auction, I've already escaped from them a million times. I'm going to escape and I'm going to come back and get you. But just to, you know, Mark Russell it up. That has to be covered up with Tolstoy, the story of the laughing man without a shirt. All right, super pets. I mean, why are we doing this? This is so ridiculous. This is not a super pets story. It is a Mark Russell. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. This is Mark Russell presents this deal of all the things that are swirling around in this genius mind that he has to get on the page. I just like at the end, at the one point in the fight, the squirrel runs up a guy's leg, pant like now it's I'm having fun. You even said he's going nuts. Then you end up where <laughs> he's going through, uh, you know, people he's pickpocketing and getting things. Yeah, naked. And I'm like, that's cool. I don't mind that. But yeah, with that also, you get the wolf pack gathering his ace howls away as, you know, or what is going on here? It's so ridiculous. Anything but the super pets is going on here. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if I said to you, we're going to have a side, just at the beginning. Hey, get this. And I don't tell you, Mark Russell, because then it's going to be like, when is he going to go with the social stuff and his philosophy? But if I ended up saying there's going to be a, a Super Pet six issue story, you might say, well, that sounds a little long for that. But and I say that near the end, in the fourth issue, we're going to have an issue that we talk about warehouses being the, the cause of villainy. We're also going to get Tolstoy. We're also going to get Bear Grease. You're going to be like, what the pizza hell too. is that? I mean, seriously, pizza talk. It actually is the idea, too, where I swear to God, it points Mark Russell. is like, why does Tom King get all of the fame when I am as pretentious and, and annoying as him? Let me throw in bullshit that doesn't have anything to do with my story, yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I want to get the, the accolades, so I'm going to really up the ante here of my pretentiousness. And it's nonsense. It's And, and this book is nonsense. It really feels like every time we read it there's no reason to have this book anymore but if people like it want to pay eight dollars for this nonsense but this might have been the batman's worst. greatest villain though the phantom of the opera here yeah yeah phantom of the opera and warehouses i guess you know with the, the where you, you never get a door that opens this way uh but with that what would you give it overall thing is the art's never really going to be a problem in this book because it's varied art styles people have their varying degrees and i didn't hate anything overall the problem is with the stories that i just 
I can barely understand Batman's Atana. The question I enjoy, okay. the Birds of Prey, I want to enjoy because I like a weird team, but you haven't allowed me to enjoy it yet with your cockamamie concept. And the Super Pets are just fucking, this, <laughs> it's barely Super Pets. And it just makes me angry when I look at it. But overall, I'm going to give this a 5.5 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 4.5. And I agree with you. The art is never a problem with this book, even though. The stuff in the Batman Satana deal it got a little wonky at points. Uh, it's not the greatest. It's true. Overall, it's okay. But the, the question is, I'm not going to blame the good. art for not knowing what's going on. No, in that I, book. I would never blame that as well. I mean, I I don't think that's the art. Maybe it's a mixture of both. Yeah, I don't let's know. just say that the art's not the problem here. There's there's some problems. The art is not one of them. I got 99 problems, and Mathen is one error. It's but true. I'm going to go 4.5 with that. And again, just the idea that it's $8. I don't think anybody's dealing with this anymore. And if you were excited or you're listening and you're like, well, I was really looking forward to that, you know, Birds of Prey deal, I would say to hold off. And if you can get the app, the DC Infinite app. Don't get don't get that app. Now, get that and read the book later oh. when it comes out so you can save some it's money. Be memory because- Lane. That's what I do with the DC Universe app. I go and visit Memory Lane with some of the greatest DC comic stories that I grew up with. The funny thing is I end up and I'm like, I'm going to use this app to remember when these comics were good. And I break the app now. They can't find it, Eric. I don't know. But you end up where... Uh, yeah, you're going to end up to get that story. You're going to have to spend like 25 bucks. I, you just wait and get the, the, not the memory lane app, but the DC Infinite app if it's available. It's getting more and more widespread, but you have to wait six months though for that. Can you wait there? Can you wait yes. that long for that? I think I could too. But what is next? I am Batman number eight, written by John Ridley with art by Christian Dusay, Rex Locus, and Troy Pateri. And we continue Jason Fox's adventures in New York City, now with his whole Strike Force Bat Squad that he's working with the police as a special liaison. Previously, we saw the freaking Strike Force Bat take down um, a. A black market guns deal that Jace originally wanted to take care of while they made him go after this artiste serial killer that's going around and making art projects of his victims who are pretty much up to no good. Now that Jace is going to confront this guy, it is really interesting because in this whole thing, we knew from the end of the last issue, at least I thought I did, the idea that Batman inspired this serial killer to start coming out here and taking out the garbage in New York, just like the Batman is. But he's going about it all the wrong way. It's just the craziness that always follows a Batman that Jace has never had to deal with. And the thing that I never expected in this whole thing of trying to amp up Jace, getting people behind this new Batman character, because all you see online whenever DC tells you, not my Batman, which is fucking ridiculous. But when Batman throws everything he has, Jace Fox throws everything he has at this guy, and the guy barely even shrugs and then beats the living shit out of Jace to the point where Jace is so scared, he has to leave. Batman runs because he's scared. I'm like, I never saw that coming. And you know what? I'm intrigued. Yeah, I liked it. And uh, I just want to know, what's this guy? What, what kind of clothes is he ironing? <laughs> that iron really weirds me out. It has since it's we saw it. It's just a weapon, Jim. And again, this is what I like about it. And I talked about this before. The idea... I I don't think that this guy is so much over the top that it, it could be just a serial killer. Pain. But that's the problem. And the idea, he doesn't feel pain. He doesn't feel any emotions. It, feel, it seems like fear. He knows when somebody's an asshole, though. Yeah, well, usually well, that's more of facts, Eric. And you end up where when you don't have fear, what does Batman do? And, and Jace, it's very, you know, right in your face. Usually you use pain. It's not working yeah, out. Yeah, pain doesn't work. So when he talks to Lucius, his father... Lucius wants him to start like, you have that utility belt going. You, you need a lot of tech. I can make you some new stuff, son. Doesn't want to do that. And so you do end up with a point where 
Jace wants to be more of the street. He even himself, it's not just the book. He wants to be more of a street level guy who yeah. goes and does the deals. He's going to be there. He's a hero, whatnot. This isn't something he's never wanted to do. And now he's confronted with this and he doesn't know what to do on top of it. This is a, you know, obviously you can sit there. This guy has no emotions. He doesn't have any pain. This, this might tend to get you a little wacky, right? So it's not as crazy as somebody falling into a vat of acid it's still a little more it's still over the top but it's still a serial happens every day no i'm saying this is still a serial killer more than than like just another joker i don't think anybody could read this and that would be the fear for me you go to new york city oh we have to have this batman have his joker that's that's not what this is and i'd like that so when he ends up getting attacked maybe even jace is kind of like well i dealt with those crazies in gotham so what could affect me here you know, in New York City, and he is run up against something that he didn't plan on, and he does have to get the hell out of there. And he, and it even goes to the point where you say, like, he could die, which then sets up the other part of the story as well, which I thought that was pretty good. Now, the people who sit there and say, "Not my Batman," you know, we have people who will Just getting come all out. worked up seeing it all over Facebook and Twitter before we got on. And like, why do you and like, like I, this is not my Batman. It's not what I want. I'm going to unsubscribe. I'm like, just fucking leave, okay, dude. Yeah, Calm please. Down. I mean, there are points where you just and again, some people will say that to us. And like, woke why this woke that? I'm like, what and does the that funny mean thing is, you? like I said, people will if we don't like a book. It's happened a lot with Tom King stuff or whatever. Oh, why are you reviewing it? Well, that's what we do. That we're just reviewing all the stuff we're trying to. When you're, you got to subscribe. Like nobody's keeping you buying a book. Like don't buy it. Well, they, they constantly just say that they're not, and they won't, and they won't be a part of this woke DC because go woke, go broke, and I'm like make sure it happens. I'm like, calm down. I need an app, Eric. And what I do is I go on, and it's the sus activator, or the you know, detector. Well, a sus detector. I go on to Twitter, and somebody's like, "Not my Batman." I'm unsubscribing, and I go. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah, you never subscribed. You haven't read this book because most of the people who are yelling stuff about it. They don't even realize what this book is about. I even saw a preview for the trial of the Amazon's Wonder Woman issue where it's a picture of Wonder Woman and freaking um, Yara Floor next to each other that they used. And somebody's like, she's been Wonder Woman for 80 years. Let her be Wonder Woman. I'm like, no one's saying she's not, dude. Read the issue. John Ridley, and I think you'll agree with me, he's not going to back away. From the stuff that probably does trigger a lot of people. And you have some of that in here, but it's more of a realistic take. Oh, with Commissioner Beckett being a piece of crap behind his PR persona of a city employee, stuff like that, to see who he actually is behind the scenes. I'm like, that's done well. And he even works in the idea that we have a serial killer here. Because I like this a lot to the point where Batman leaves because he's scared. It's not something you're used to seeing a Batman do. And it really humanizes Jace Fox here. To the point where he's talking to his dad, trying to figure out, even talking to Vol. But because he isn't out there stopping this guy, the serial killer is able to continue on serial killing. And he picks out Commissioner Beckett there, the guy who doesn't want any of the Strike Force bat. It's all pissed off at Mayor Villanueva. Now, for some reason, I wanted to put N first. I don't know why. But um, the, the mayor is all about this, having the Strike Force bat, especially now that we have all these black market guns off the streets. The commissioner has been against it the entire time. That, like, you know, he's been talking to Deputy Commissioner Carmichael and saying all these terrible things about, you know, he wants the black vote and all these different things. And that's why he's going to go and do this. To have him be this piece of crap that, you know, a serial killer who was inspired by Batman to get off the streets, he is now displayed and then, like, lets people know that he is the trash, that he, like, you know, He's living up to his moniker of the serial killer. It's going to take out the trash of these people. Let's everybody know. And now Villanueva, while he just had a win with getting these guns up the street while having a Batman in New York, 
His police commissioner is the most hated man in New York City, and people are sitting there, you know what, I think it's better that he died. Like, that really creates this controversy. And he's handpicked by the freaking mayor to be his commissioner, so what does that, that say about the mayor now who's looking for a re-election? And even then, when he's doing this thing and he says, hey, everybody, this Batman deal and this, you know, task force, it's really working. You have the commissioner with his guys, his bad guys over there. Hey, he's gone full woke now. And I'm like, oh, here you go. You're triggering people. But he ends up being a piece of crap, and it does play out. If you're a American football fan, an NFL football fan, it, it really plays out like not. what happened to John Gruden, where they oh, were no. doing an investigation, uh, not even with John Gruden. Then all of a sudden, these emails and stuff pop up where he's dropping N words and stuff, and the oh, guy geez. got fired and he's out. So it really was almost on the nose for that. But now, if you say Hulk Hogan, I, I know that reference. <laughs> things came out about him. He, he was an American just hero. just came out and said stuff, but ba- ba- this, was more, this was more like a hidden deal and people couldn't believe it. And then he got fired and stuff like that. But with all of that, he's also pretty much, you know, disemboweled, dismembered and things like that. Maybe you should keep the idea of like, mm, whatever, because boy, it, it's crazy. I didn't like at the end, it almost like he's, you know, on his deathbed and switching and confessing the idea. I do believe the Batman's good now. I'm like, he's going to come and he's going to save me. Yeah. So he ended up, that didn't happen, but he gets no. taken down. Also, like I said, Lucius is talking to. Jason saying, if you need more, you need more tech. He's not even saying, yeah, if he's saying, you need more tech, I'll do some things. No, 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 I don't want to no do daddy. it that way. I don't want to do it. But it's nice seeing them still working together, which Tiff kind of thinks is not the greatest because he's ignoring everybody else. You have well, it's that a great thing, there. too, because he is talking to his family. He's actually on speaking terms with a father who knows that he is Batman and, like, down with what he's doing in New York City. But when you have Tiff show up, who, like, you know, she is a child prodigy, but is also an athlete here who wants to spar with Jason. I'm like, oh, you're just a little Robin in training, and I can't wait to see it I happen. I can't wait Jason's never going like, to let it happen. I want this to happen. Especially really after he faces it. a serial killer. He's like, he is never letting Tiff be a Robin. I really want Tiff. To, I want Tiff to just be an Oracle type deal for him, but we already have that. So you may. That's Vol, yeah. Yeah, and Vol, maybe Vol. They're hinting at little things of everybody being in danger, though. I, I would hate Vol to go down because he dresses like you, Eric. And I cool. don't need him to go down like that. Now a little dated, but it's jeans and a hoodie and a headband. What's dated about that? It's the best look ever. And he's he's talking to Adea, and they're talking about Jason, talking about what they're doing and the idea of danger and stuff like that. But you have all really wants like Adea, he really cares about you. He kind of needs this, you know, life and maybe I need this to know could more end about Hedaya because I know that Jace loves her, like that Loki loves her, and they all like him, Vol and her were all trained together and stuff like that. And now she's going off. I just need to know more about it because I know we had that one issue where she was in Gotham doing like corporate stuff, but I don't feel like, you know, even the name Hedaya, I have to write down each and every time because I'm like, who is that? Because I never remember it and I don't know how closely connected they all are for the most part because We've seen her, I think, twice now, and it's not enough. Yeah, and so they have this little conversation. I that see, that's issue number eight, though. They're worried, you know, and it's funny because, yeah, and you have Vols worried about Jace because, again, he's doing some things that maybe he's getting a little over his head, things like Chase. that. And then you get, like, Hadea say, well, I'm worried about you and Jace. And I'm like, ooh, I think Vols not long for this world. <laughs> I swear, I think Tiffany's going to end up. Somebody just like that's never going to die, Jim. Yeah, really. Look, looks like a frog, brother. And you end up there where so you have the commissioner. And you go to him, and I'm like, it's almost like, it's, he's still okay. He's still, he doesn't have a foot. I mean, he's having problems. He's problem. not okay. Oh, my God. Well, his foot's his, in a rod coming out of his shoulder and a freaking broomstick. I mean, oh, my God. It's really, really bad. And then, yeah, he's he's done. 
And and the one thing I do appreciate, Eric, if I'm going to appreciate something like this, at least I know he's not coming back. I mean, the way that he is displayed, it's <laughs> bad. Like this, sometimes dead is better. You don't want to come back when you look like so, this. So, so bad. But, yeah, you have this deal. And, again, you have a little interaction with Vol. And, Jace, I need a little more. And I, I do at least like that we're kind of getting that. When Vol originally was just the earpiece and the, you know, the voice from beyond, you didn't get anything. So I, I do like having them in the here and now, and they actually are maybe setting up some more interaction. But if you're going to get that, I do think that when I say it's almost like the identity thing, I think once we start getting more of Vol, it's because he's going to die. Uh, but he ends up, Jace gets called, and Batman shows up, and they do go and see. And this is bad for Jace because, again, this is almost like letting the Joker live. Now, it's not as extreme, but he was there it's kind of extreme. He let this happen. I'm saying, like, he ends up where if I could have just taken that guy down, none of but this would have happened then. So there's already a body. This is going to become your great with great power comes great responsibility. You got a racist killed, Jace. I hope yeah, you're really. happy. I mean, and again, these emails <laughs> are let out because that's what we had before. People think that, oh, why would it? This is what he did with the first guy he killed because he was a trafficker and, you know. A, yeah, he was a trafficker, yeah. Piece and of crap. so when they killed him, out the trash. he let out all the, the details. Everybody learned after the fact, oh, that guy was a bit, okay. What did you say the solicitor said that the serial killer's name was? Because they don't say it anywhere yet. And I don't, it's not on any DC fan with you. It was in some solicitor it's that you man, read, you think. Man Goo or something. <laughs> so weird. It said it at the end of the last issue. Did it? Next up, Man like, Man Ray. Yeah, Man Ray. Man Ray, I'm looking at, like, does that pop in your head? I look and I'm like, I don't know, he's like Iron Guy? Iron Spiky Man? Spiky Ironing Man? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, Iron Man. Ah, the Artiste, maybe? I mean, the guy who puts a the foot. The Dominator? The guy who puts a foot where an arm should be? I don't know. That's Nick Tudor. Riviera. Uh, so you end up where, you know, you see this horrific scene. The funny thing about this is there was like three times that I thought the issue was going to end with a cliffhanger and then we move on. Uh, but really all these things being released, all the stuff of Batman, if he's not going to do this, I'm going to take out the trash. You have the police there, though. That like, And since Batman attacked our serial killer, though, the serial killer who thought that they could work together because he, Batman inspired yeah, yeah. him to come and do this. He thinks that Batman's a piece of shit, so he's going to have to up his game because Batman's not even worth his while anymore. But now that you have the commissioner dead and all these things... So, it doesn't matter that you have the people split and how they think about the police or whether they agree with the terrible things you said or not. Now you have some of the police that are putting together a police posse. Oh, yeah, they He's have a commissioner and we're going to take care of this ourselves. We're not working with the strike force bat. We're going to have people like police officers going out and shooting and asking questions later. Yeah, nasty mobs are going out now to take care of this. And that's never good. Not what I expected from a new Batman book that wants you to make him. I'm telling you. It is telling a character-driven story and doing it in a way that I didn't expect in this whole idea. Like, we got to make everybody look great all the time for anybody to get over here. We have just seen Batman run away from a guy who then goes on to kill somebody else. I'm like, I did not expect and that. And it works more really depth. well. And even though it is a racist piece of shit, this is going to weigh on Jace's, con uh, Jace's conscious, conscience conscience, yeah, yeah. because it's something that he could have prevented and didn't. I'm like, I like yeah, this a lot. Yeah, he got away. And, and even the idea of that. What if it, and that's something I contemplated when I was doing my written review, the idea that I want to know what Jace thinks because is it going to be a thing where it's going to weigh on him for not preventing this? Or is he going to be okay with it because it is a racist piece of crap? Is he going to contemplate his mission going forward? Like, is this guy, while it is extreme, is he doing decent stuff? Well, here's the deal. Uh, child trafficking, that's one thing. But unfortunately, 
you know, with racism, it's horrible, but you kind of have to look into how that came to be and whatnot. They even say, this guy's an older guy, whatnot. That doesn't, you know, give him a pass. I don't know that that's a capital offense, though. That That is really over the top of how horrifically he died because he sent some racist emails. When Talking about the problems of the city are from, you know, minorities going across and marginalized if people. If Man Ray... Right. If Man he Ray. was, if Man Ray God, was, that's not his if name. Man Ray wasn't insane like he is, I mean, this could have been solved with just releasing those emails. I mean, he would have lost his job and things would have been, ta- you know, he took but it a little too extreme. Enough for the Man well, Ray. I mean, I'm telling you, the, the Man Ray, he, he needs blood. He has a taste for blood. But again, that's the thing. It's almost like the Red Dragon. It's not like this guy doesn't want to do this, but the Man Ray that's on his back makes him do this. And that's the deal with that is also. You know, you where see? is the line? Where's the line drawn? Like the next thing could be somebody who has a bunch of jaywalking tickets. Well, they broke the law. Not they didn't my do that. Let's get them. Man Ray time. Walk like a normal person, not like that. You broke Jay. the law. I'm going to make some art. That's the deal. Again, a, a child trafficking, even then, like Batman is there for law and order. You want to get the guys. That's mainly what people argue about all the time. He should kill the Joker. He should do all that. But he doesn't because he's not that's the That's what I find interesting about Jace, though, because while he is Batman, he's not Bruce well, Wayne. Well, the, the big thing about this with Jace is big because when he came here, he wants to help, you know, some of the underprivileged or people that aren't represented as much. And this commissioner, we knew he was bad and he was a jerk, but maybe there would have been a way to kind of change his attitude. He actually changed on his deathbed, even though memory's like, that Batman's a piece of crap. I don't like that guy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting. That's the thing. It's it's not in my mind. I think that people who are against this book and want to be against it, they would think that it's over the top in your face or whatnot. But I think it's there's enough here to be intriguing and to think about it. Going back to what would Jace think and what's Jace going to do? Where at a point Jace may get through this whole deal where he's at a crossroads of maybe I brought the shit with me to New York. Maybe I should get out of here or whatnot. But then continue on, probably. That's when Vol dies, and then he gets all inspired. But uh, with that, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, it, does Vol have a really, like, they had kind of a sketchy past, you know, when they were doing their Black Ops black things ops, and yeah. stuff like that. That could end up being something that Man Ray wants to kill Vulva. I don't know, but. He's also mad at Batman. So Man Ray is obviously good at de- like detecting. He's really pieces getting some good detecting get, work, exactly. right? Yeah. He gets some like you know private emails, fucking text, whatever it is. Vol is a computer genius. I don't know if he can actually access Vol shit. I don't know. Maybe Vol is just a little too comfortable, right? I don't know. I don't know what would happen with All this. All of a sudden, everybody's the fucking seer in these books again. If you know, uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see how this will develop and even the idea where you are setting up you just said that man ray i just like saying it man ray is really this detecting work is is really at points where nobody understand like jace has no idea why why is this guy oh then they find out oh he's a child trafficker oh this guy was racist can he find out jace's identity and then go after the people he loves because that could be something as well i mean man ray is pretty good man ray code that might be because if you end up you can anybody can skew something of being like oh the fox family that's that really pointed out in this with tip saying it's you know hey our billions not really our billions you know stuff like that so you might be able to skew Please. some things but they better they better catch this man ray they better catch him fast, Eric. They better Man keep Ray. Him once they catch him. What would you give this book starring Man Ray? 
8.5 out of 10. I like the art in this a lot, and I like this new way of telling the depiction of, you know, this Batman, Jace Fox. It's just doing something that I never expected in a really interesting way that is character-driven, and I look forward to reading next issue. Yeah, I'm going to go 8.5 as well. I really like it. It's one of the books that I... Man, man. It's, <laughs> it's one of the books that I don't... I, I tend to forget about it for some reason when we're not talking about it, but when it pops up, I always enjoy it. So I hope that it starts becoming more in my zeitgeist, in my head. Eric. But again, I forgot about Action Comics for my pull list and put Aquaman on it, and now that's canceled, Eric. So I don't know what's happening. I don't remember things. But, yeah, I really liked it. I think that this is a book that people, if you weren't giving it a shot, especially if you weren't because you saw people yelling or whatever about it, uh, it's pretty good. You should check it out at least for yourself. But, you know, just go read comics is what we I always say. I just want to say, say right? on the cover of the trade. It's pretty good. Weird science. <laughs> pretty good. You should check it out for yourself. Weird science. Super pets. Uh, but we're going to go off now to some mail, and then we'll be back with even more books. It is time for the mail, Eric. And if you want to get involved, I mean you, Eric. You have to email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That'll be in the show notes as well, Eric. You can end up clicking there with the mail. We have three mails this week. The first from Luis. And we didn't have any mail last week, so it's nice that people mailed in. And Luis says, hello, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh crew. All those weirdos out there. Question of the week. They are reprinting the Avengers and Justly crossover again. If Marvel and that was something that they are, uh, you know, doing, which is pretty cool. They end up doing that for George Perez and his family. So that was really nice. If Marvel and DC did a crossover again, what team or character would you like to see? Eric Shea, what would you like to see? I'd like to see a weird thing where it's like, you know, who are my favorite characters? I'm like, you know what? I really do like the clones for some reason. If you give me a Ben Riley Spider-Man freaking teaming up with a Connor Kent Superboy, I'm like, that would be t- cool. They, they could, you know, fight against Lex Luthor and the Jackal and talk about how it is to be a clone. I'm like, give me all that. That would be pretty. Can you get like Laura and Gabby involved? Clone no. power? They could be in there, right? You got that? Huh? I actually, I, I always the like the sell. idea. Like if I'm going to go full out, I would actually like, you know, like individual characters, like you said, I would like maybe a Nightwing team up with Daredevil, something like that. Or actually, if I'm going to get it all, I I would like them all to get together, all team up against some big giant, big bad, you know, maybe they go against manga because that's kicking their ass. So they end up going against that. And then the problem is nowadays, you'd have so many meta references like that if they did. But I'd, I'd like to see them all. Maybe they go and take care of like Earth Eight. Get rid of well, that for you, right? Well, yeah, take, take care of Earth Eight. We don't need any of that. But if you're going to take care of like you know, we don't need amalgam characters. And not even just amalgam, but like you know, any of those of Marvel characters in DC. The analogs, as they exactly. Call them. Yeah, maybe they go against that. that. Maybe the idea that these analog characters start to really get a little wonky. And they start to get, you know, all of a sudden Red Tool is there. He's leading the whole thing. You know, if you were to redo stuff like this, not just reprint it, but if you're going to do it for a new age, I would actually like to see a lot of the stuff that they did previously just updated where you actually have like the Teen Titans and the X-Men again, Superman, Spider-Man, even Daredevil and Batman. I'd like to see do some do some different things and stuff like that. Just do it again, but updated. Yeah, I would like to see more of team ups than verses, but you always get the verses, as you said. And, uh, yeah, you'd probably still have that. But the idea of like having the vote to see who wins, but then nobody really can win the big ones and stuff, it, it starts to get a little wonky. But yeah, I mean, if they're going to do that, that'd be kind of cool to have like 
it'd be crazy if you ended up having almost like a crisis on infinite companies where they actually Marvel and DC come together that they're both going to reboot at the same time. So they do that as a full deal would be wonky and, and fun, maybe. But really, a lot of people were saying that eventually if comics would really have a problem, maybe it would be that team up stuff that might be able to bring it. Back to the, you know, the upper How does echelons, Disney feel about Discovery? Are they friends? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think know. so. I don't think Disney's friends with anybody except people who like to give them Keshunda, Eric. Hey, if you love the Keshunda. Uh, the next deal, and thank you, Luis. Uh, thank the you, next Luis. mail is Anthony. And Anthony says, what's up, Jim, Eric, and everyone in the Get Fresh crew? What's up, and, and also may even say this. He doesn't, but I just want to hit your deal. I just want to hear it. He has not wrote us in a long time and he says long time no right mental health is getting better which is good but hey so is my tolerance for alcohol (laughs) so there as well (laughs) anyway just want to thank you and eric was a long time since i listened to one of your episodes so either a few or a couple weeks ago decided to tune back into the pop culture episode oh my goodness the humor and joy made a big smile on my face because i forgot what it was Therefore, that big thing that you, you know, I don't often remember what a smile is myself, Eric. It's probably a shower. That's uh, true. Or like, you know, a, a new clothes. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> new, new outfit. Uh, as uh, you know, Jim, I am slowly going back into comics. My annoyance uh, for the absence of Tim Drake is annoying. Return of Wally West is by far better than Return of Roy Harper. Yeah, haven't really done much with Roy. No, no, uh, He kind of just says, like, what's that statue? And then walked around the, the Titans well, Tower. Look, very odd. Roy Harper's back. He says, what's that sh- a statue? He's walking around. At least he's not a lunch lady like Tempest. That is true. <laughs> that, that's kind of shade on lunch ladies, Eric. You better watch yourself. Yeah. The start of rebirth, lunch it. lady land. Yeah. Come at me, lunch ladies. What do you is want? Is your favorite lunch lady Chris Farley doing the lunch lady land dance? Yes. Or is it when Steve, an American dad, which we heard him sing us in, ends up with the lacrosse deal over his head and he's serving up sloppy joes that i like that a lot too but the start of rebirth we didn't know how lucky we had it with the books that might be true uh what i would do to go back to that time the problem is if you go back to that time then you know what's going to end up happening and then you have to get through this again but we'll admit i'm enjoying batman found uh out the other day chip starsky is taking over which that is a really cool starting in july with issue number 125 oh, is it july? i'm sitting there i think i was looking at the june solicits where i, I was scrolling through i thought i saw joshua williamson still on i'm like oh shit is he coming back yeah, it's I don't july. Even think it was july the new july solicits just hit yesterday so oh, as we're as i was we're looking going. at the wrong solicits yeah so with that it's issue number 125 Shoot. starts chip sadarsky also just as an aside if people weren't aware we end up having ren b on Detective Comics as well at the same time. So they're really revamping okay, since or you overhauling know about the solicits, that. I went to go look earlier today just because I was reading Batgirls and getting kind of upset at the state of what Batgirls is, even though I think it's one of the best <laughs> issues to put out. I went to go look in July to see if it was canceled or we had a new creative team. Yeah, you always team. go and do that. No, that has oh. not happened. And I actually thought to myself while I was reading this, every time I read it, I'm like, boy, Eric, really? Like, I think that, that this book, it's it's getting less and less sales, it seems, or at least in the rankings, because they don't release really actual be. sales cool numbers. Again. But the idea that I still think that when this is over, they're not going to hand it over to somebody else. It'll just get canceled, and then we'll just get a Batgirl book uh, out of that. But we'll see. But it, no, it's still going. I am enjoying his work on Daredevil, Chip Zdarsky. I love Chip Zdarsky, so I should be excited, right? Right. Now, again, you could end up reading, if, if you're aware or not aware, Anthony, you can go and read that Batman The Night right now. It's not exactly a new Batman run. It's going back in time, but a lot of people are liking that book as well. But anyway, the Batman Beyond White Knight book 
as of now is my book of the month. Really enjoyed that deal, he, he says. And uh, we had our problems with it. But I think our main problem was the idea that I don't think we really need that much White Knight right now. Maybe we'll warm up to it. But says, hell oh, yeah, boy. bring Murphy's books to animated movies. Before I go, Flashpoint Beyond have so many questions. Let's be real. They aren't going to be answered. Uh, we'll see. That was our big play, and that was on the so on Spotlight. On. There's so much going on. We really like it, but we're very tentative to say, yeah, can this all be tied up? So we have to so say. So much. And also the idea that you also have Tim Sheridan and you know, Jeremy Adams, the, you know, that deal. They're also involved. That that adds another element into that as well, whether they're good or not or indifferent, whatever. But you end up having too many cooks in that you know kitchen. There might be problems. Also, is Ben just still with DC? Yes, he is. We ended up having Naomi this week. And, and at some point, the Justice League versus that the Legion of Superheroes. so forgotten in my mind that, oh my goodness, hope not. Great also, darkness, Jim. Also, Jim, what's the Marvel's email, he asked. And I will tell you that that is weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. Most of our things, even the manga, is just weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com. We try to keep those pretty simple. Anyway, see you, Jensen7. Y'all are truly awesome. Matt Smith, thank you. Thank you I'm glad that you're feeling better. Get back yeah. into the comic swing because I know Eric go says go read comics. The next is Jasanga, who might tell us a comic that we shouldn't read. I don't know. Sup, get fresh crew. What's up, I'll reserve my final thoughts on Batman Catwoman as series until the final issue, even though. Not me. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I'm reading this week's issue, and we'll be talking about it by the end of the show. I'm reading it, and I'm like, Next issue seems to be like really like, hey, we're going to have a wedding. Like, is this actually like the ending? And then we're just going to have a weird wedding. Epi- because I don't know what's going on in this whole series. I will say that I never want to see his version of Selena ever again. She's needlessly cruel, non-empathetic, seems to hate Bruce, randomly assaults him and just throws terrible. shade at his crusade and takes so many shots at the Robin Mantle and comes across the sociopath. And her hanging with the Jokers added nothing positive. In fact, it makes her seem much worse. The thing that I got in this issue is Tom King seems to want to play it off as like we're supposed to accept it because Selena goes, eh, that's kind of how I am. You know what I mean? And now yes. I'm going to cough. <laughs> the idea, I was trying to get you to say something because I have to cough. But you end up where it's almost like he's trying to make a, you know, an excuse for her that she can't help herself. Well, no, she can. You can't help yourself, buddy. Even if she broke off her friendship with Joker before he abused Harley, killed Jason and crippled Barbara. He was still a monster, as we saw in the, the flashbacks and previous issues. And the word jokes and riddles, this issue, latest issue has made me realize that I don't ever want to see Helena Wayne in the main DC continuity, at least not this one, maybe, if she has any of the and characterization even the idea shown was Helena Wayne, I for some reason got really upset in this issue, just thinking about the idea that Helena Wayne... In the future, in Tom King's future, is just like the how we had Helena Wayne in the Earth 2 series when that was still going on and uh, New 52, we're at the end, like Earth uh, 2 society, where Helena Wayne wasn't Huntress. She became Batman. And like it seems like his Helena Wayne is Batman. Again, I'm like, what is wrong with the name Huntress? Why can't yeah. we just call her Huntress? Why should yeah, it be know. Batman? I guess that that's supposed to elevate her or something like that. But again, who cares? It's it's not in continuity. It's his own deal. Well, I don't know if I'm angry at that or just the fact that I've been calling her Huntress this whole time. Now I feel like an idiot. Yeah, and even though you're not the idiot. I'll, I'll let you know that. But yeah, when we get to that book, even the idea where we have that killing time right now, and you're like, oh, man, I really like the Joker. Or not the Joker, the Riddler. You like in that killing time. Yeah, it's fine. And then all of a sudden you get there and it's like, 
Yeah, he's just like everything's the same, and you end up having the Riddler in the book, and I'm like, these things just interdo, and this is the deal, and I just I'm bored with them. And even so, you ended up where there is a debate if that Danger Street. If Tom King says in Jorge Fuentes says it will come out later, it has been delayed. Remember when Mark Russell said that part two of his press series would have come out? I'm like, where where's that there, Mark Russell? But when they said that. I kind of think it's it kind of, you know, a little column A, column B, the idea that there's nobody pre-ordering that book. I forgot it was a thing. Let's delay it a little and see if we can, you know, gather up some momentum for it, maybe try to push it a little to go. Because with if you look, the idea that Tom King has his fans, we say it all the time, and everybody could be a fan of whatever they want. That That's the thing. And he does have some very, very loyal fans who end up liking Tom King more than even like the books it becomes like really like elevated the way they like them and whatnot but why then are all his books they're starting to sell less and less and i think that the idea isn't that the fans are like oh man i don't like them anymore i just think that the writing ends up feeling so similar in these books that it just gets boring and you don't need to maybe some people like i'll get it in trade too because you kind of it does wonky things until the end but even so I think that it's more the idea that people are getting bored with this shtick and everything's, you know, miserable and whatnot. And when you get to this back cat book, I just end up looking at it where it doesn't seem like he's even that inspired anymore with this book. He just wants to get it done, which is a shame because it was supposed to be, as I said, that love letter to people that support him in his Batman run. But I think most of the people have kind of like bailed on the thing because it's it's not good and it's not any sort of deal. And to have a wedding at the end in the 12th issue it just seems like, oh, my God, I better give them something at the end. I don't know. We'll see what it is. But overall, I'm kind of bored with his deal. But I hope that the killing I hope the killing time actually ends up making sense because I need to know why we're jumping back in time to Rome and Greece and things like that. So with all of that, that's Chisanga's mail, though. So thank you, Great, Chisanga. Thanks, everybody, for emailing. And again, if you want to email in, you can do that at Weird Science DC Comics at gmail.com. All this stuff will be in the show notes always. So just check that out as well. But we're going to go back now to some more books. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are going well. Jim rings the bell. Jim rings the bell. The Wolfman. Eric Shea's reviews are all the bomb. Eric's the bomb. And if Shea's recaps are read without a single misstep, ring the bell. How dare you! Ah, yes, Eric, that's a remix. That is the it's Eric something. Ring the Bell, because, you know, all these books are yours, right? No, they're not. But, you know, I don't get to play that song often. Thank you, Dancing Mike. But we have three books in this section. And, and I don't know, I'd call it the John Kent Green Lantern Becco section is what I'd call it. Eric's cool. pretty rings, is, you know, true, doesn't it? But what are we starting with? Superman, Son of kal number 10, written by Tom Taylor with RICN, Torme, Federico, Blee, and Dave Sharp. And in this issue, we're continuing the idea of the rising. The only problem is, I don't know what the fuck the rising is anymore, because it feels like we've been doing the rising for a long time. This shit needs to rise already, because I'm getting bored with this book. Yeah, somebody get this rising, some Viagra, something here, because it's not doing much. And 
again, I, I'm not going to crow or anything because I don't know shit on shit, Eric. You know, bullshit on bullshit, whatever. But I kept saying I needed more from this book. I need some more stuff going on. And the thing that's weird, and I did see a bunch of people talking about it, especially this week, and not even just the idea of John being aged or whatnot, but in this book, I need more, and I've said it from the beginning, I need more characterization of John. I need more John and what he's up to, not just surface level, oh, my God, refugees, and I'm going to save them or whatnot. I need some more things going on. And this book seems to be taking victory lap after victory lap on itself without ever really doing much. I mean, in this book, you end up having it more about Lois Lane in this issue, and it's great. Lois is great in this. It it really is, but that's the problem, though. It, it's not the space for it. I need more of John. I need John to do something. And this seems to be a thing that I keep complaining about even in a Nightwing book. You know, it's a Tom Taylor deal where he wants to elevate his character by elevating those around him. But I end up like you have the, the Titans show up uh, in Nightwing a lot. But I want to see Nightwing doing things. In this book, I want to see John doing stuff. And if you're going to end up having the idea at the end of, oh, my God, Jay Nakamura, you may not trust him i don't this is something you haven't I, that's a big win for you right now eric i'm telling you, <laughs> so and so, you but with that though i need even with just them together i mean yeah they'll pop in and smooch they'll hug the, but we're not really getting much of anything everything is just kind of lip service of saying stuff and then move on to the next scene without ever really getting to the the you know what's going the on rising. here and the rising and so with that like, what is the the villain of Lex Luthor even is played off as a real surface level deal because that's what you'd expect. Well, he's just doing what Bendix already did because we know that Bendix, the president of the island nation of Gamora, is creating post-humans for his Gamora core to show the world they can actually buy their own superheroes so we don't have to rely on fucking half-breed aliens over here that may or may not want us all dead. Who knows what they want? This is the whole stance, but when Bendix is showing the idea... We saw Superman let this boy die and like not defend the Kraken from almost destroying our city and stuff. To now, what we had in the previous issue with Nightwing, we saw one of the Gamora Corps or whoever they are, because they're unspecified, have their head blow up where it was just deemed like, oh my God, Superman killed this boy. Now we just have Luther doing the same spiel that Bendix was doing previously. And it's just this whole weird thing where now we have to have John who has to keep questioning himself is he doing the right thing and getting on people's, the, the people on his side? But if his mom comes to his rescue in such a weird way where it's Lois Lane being Lois Lane, she would be here to say, like, hey, I have some questions for you at this big press conference about what's going on right now. You're demonizing my son as you've demonized my husband for freaking decades now. But guess what? I have Wonder Woman's last little truth here. How about you answer my questions with this on? And it makes Lois Lane look superior here as Lex, like, just saunters off, not wanting Fancy. to answer any questions. But I'm like, I need Lex Luthor to be Lex Luthor here. And... Maybe he does like the idea is like he doesn't know it's a low, not Wonder Woman's last, which is a rope that's painted gold. I need him to be the smartest man in the room because ten times, like nine times out of ten, he is. And I need him to even the idea where he is going to let this happen because he's going to call her bluff. I just need Lex to feel like Lex. And Lois showing up with a rope that's painted gold to try to fool him doesn't even exactly feel like Lois to me. No, and and so and again, I think that and if you go and look. If you do follow Cian Torme, not Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog, but you end up seeing Torme on Tracy Twitter. Who created sliders? Exactly. Neither of them. Sliders. But you end up, maybe you should go and do that. I mean, really. Uh, but with that all, if you go and look at Tom Taylor, you even see they have had recent deal, like just recently had an interview. And they're talking about this book. 
And what gets me, and this happens a lot lately, and this is something that we talked about in other books, like a Wonder Woman has been a thing, or Detective Comics with Mariko Tamaki. When they end up talking about a book like, I want to hear more about John. I want to hear that you have a plan for John. You have a thing. They get on and all they want to talk about is Lois or Jane Nakamura. And I think that that's how the book is being played out, too, where you desperately need. And this is the thing in this whole argument of John being HD age or whatever. It did start with Philip Kennedy Johnson, which is a shame because he had nothing to do with that. So it was he was saying like he made some, you know, little cute tweet about John and Superman. And then somebody said, hey, it'd be nice if John would have been young and we could have seen this. But when you are, say, a Tom Taylor, he didn't do it either. Was that John this Wayne? Is a Bendis deal. No, no, he okay. got in later. I mean, he's always going to jump in. But <laughs> with all of this going on, though, the big complaint where people, it's not just the idea of, and, and me especially, it's not just the idea that John was aged up and we missed out on all that time, whatever. The idea to me is you haven't developed the character and what you have here where Tom Taylor surface level tried to make him his own kind of Superman by saying, Hey, Dad, why don't you stop these social injustices? And then Superman says, well, I tried, but it's not that easy. And then he's going to go do it, finds out it's not that easy. But that kind of, it's not enough. So again, when you end up saying to people like, you don't get a a clear definition of how is he different from his father? What is he going? Most people say, well, you know, he wants to stop some of the things that Superman, but you never get past that because it never has gotten past it. And I need to see why we need to love this because i love the character but i'm starting to get to the point where i don't know why anymore and i i need to know why because the character just doesn't do much and then you get this issue where lois is there fighting his battles fine right but when john shows up he shows up in such a nefarious way in my mind of almost like a super-powered overlord that's going to come and stop things as he hovers down and crashes into the deal. It didn't feel right, but even then, what does he do? They just He ends up stopping a guy by not even looking. I mean, when, when you see him grab that arm or whatever, he looks like all the typical powers gone wrong guy even though he is stopping somebody from that is bad what not but post human gamora core the way he looks is what was that uh deal that chronicle wasn't that, okay. that movie where that kid that's how he looks to me he looks like a crit was the other one that uh that evil superman-esque kind of movie yeah i know who you're talking about yeah but yeah that's what he kind of comes in like that in a way that man i don't know what's happening but even then where lex is doing this big speech not much happens in this issue it's a lot of oh no it's a lot of catch up for what we're doing in the series even like you know recapping what happened with the nightwing superman crossover that we had previously but when you have this whole thing it's like okay lois lane is going to come here and she's going to dupe lex and make him look like a fool which i hate because i love lex Luthor as a villain because he is the smartest man in the room again nine times out of ten but when you have this going on it's like okay what else are we gonna do to fill up this book we have a tragedy in Ireland, and Superman's going to be Superman, and people are going to get on his side, at least this little girl in Ireland. Keep doing. And here's that, and that's what we do for our freaking big Superman rescue moments, and it's fine. It's John being Superman, doing Superman things. I just don't feel the weight of this book, because everything they keep telling me is going on, I just don't see, with the idea of the island nation of Gamora, and Henry Bendix is kidnapping kids here and there, and making post-humans, and like, John went there, had all the, like, you know, he was like, you know, uh, overdosed with his powers because of the solar beam. All this, other, they threaten his family, and like, oh well, let's move on. Yeah, and and that's what the weird thing is: is you're not setting up the the big bet. Like we know that Bendix is bad, and I think that Tom Taylor is using that, and even Alex who shows up. Okay, Lex bad, 
Yeah, Lois Smart going after him, but it doesn't play out. It's so surface level, like you said, because what Tom Taylor usually does, if he does end up elevating a character, he'll end up forgetting the opposite side of it. And the opposite side of Lex Luthor is a little smarter than what we see here, where he just walks off damn well knowing. Then all of a sudden, Lois is like, well, I guess an empty podium. I'm heading the, up there. The I'm only like, thing I was happy about here is that it turned out to be a, like a fake rope that she had, a fake lasso, because if it turned out to be real, I'm just sitting here who the fuck would Wonder Woman give? Thank God. But the thing is, I wouldn't, I'm not happy with any of the situations of it. If it's real or fake, I don't like it right here because it doesn't work for me in this overall situation. But with this, you end up where most books have that prerequisite. Okay, and we say it all the time. You have a, a, an issue where things are going on. Then all of a sudden you have a fight because you have to have a fight. You have Superman things. Remember when Bendis talked about the idea that editorial said to him that every issue has to have a Superman thing. Bendis tried to kind of be clever and actually was kind of funny where Superman zipped away and came right back and said, I was doing Superman things. Kind of like <laughs> kind of fun at it, with that. it was kind of funny with that. But in this book, it's not that what you have in this book is John has to do something to save people to prove that he's a good guy. And it's starting to feel like I said in the Nightwing book where you're getting to the point of saying, I understand that. I understand that he's going to try to save people, even somebody who might not like him. But, I need more than that. Stop that and let's get to something a little more deep. When you said that idea where he's upset at people dying and he can't save everyone, that always seems to go away for a little. Then it comes back, then it goes away, and everything seems to be, you know, not full. And and it just always feels like we don't get a full issue overall because even then people were poking fun. It's an art to story deal where you have this thing happen in Ireland. They go, oh, my God, these people are trapped. I mean, there's windows all over the place. They could have gotten out, but still. I don't know what those windows are made of. <laughs> I think they might be made of glass. But you end up where oh, the no. guy's like, my only weakness. I don't want you to save me and my dad. This is my Irish accent. I saw accent. what you did. Hello, love. What are you doing here? What are you going to dare blow up my daughter's lass's head? I, I mean, the dirty. idea of this happening. This is silly that this guy's like, I don't trust you. It's a classic comic book trope, though. But it is a trope that's now being pushed here just to be pushed over and surface level for this, for John here to react and go, oh, my God, people don't like me. He ends up saving these people and they end up going on. Hey, hey, little girl, put a good word in for your pops for me. Again, it, it plays off that real trope of when you usually have a villain, say Flash saves Girder, and Girder's like, why would you save me? Well, you know, I, I save agree. everybody. Stop saving Girder. Yeah, Girder shouldn't be saved. No, save Girder. Don't let Shrapnel come back. What if it was like, a, you know, double down? <laughs> Don't He's save gross. him either. He's cool. He's so gross. Uh, but yeah, so that then turning into, and then you also have Jay and the truth. And like, are we covering this story with Lex Luthor? No. We only cover the trip. I'm like, your, your thing's going to fail. You got to get out there. Get some clickbait Just at least here. once Here's in a while, Jay right? Nakamura watching the Lexa with the press conference with Thylacine, Chaos, Kitten, <clears throat> Wink, and I- the Airy here. I'm like, just the idea. And then I see that. I'm like, God, it's just the revolutionaries all here. And then I look at Jay Nakamura and I see the Airy. I'm like, you have the same background. Yeah, you do. Like, those two should date because they have so much in common, like an entire story in life. <laughs> now we'll find out that they're... Brothers or something. I, I don't know. Because yeah, even the same though, freaking, you know, the, the Aries from Badnesia, you know, and Jay Nakamura, his mother president is from Gamora. I know. I'm just saying at the end when Batman goes and, and Batman comes in because Lois ends up, you know, showing she's smarter than Lex. They go back to the apartment. Hey, look, it's not the Which real Lex. So. I just don't like the way it was presented here because it just seems like such a bluff. I just end up with all of this. It's just, it's all surface level stuff. And we're not, we're not getting the meat of the thing because then. 
you end up in a nice scene, but it's this is where you end up having people like, oh my god, did you? Well, read here's the reason book? to buy the book, Jim. Here's where here's where John Kent comes out to his mother, and the worst part about it, it's a nice thing where it's like, it's nice I enough, know with yeah. Swain, I knew all along, but the idea is. I felt like we did this already. I swore that he already came out to his parents. How about this? How about you go and, and do this? Were you having this? Well, when did she know? Because he was kind of gone seven years table. in his own deal. The dinner table with his grandparents. Did she know like just recently? Or is she saying I knew all along like she knew when he was two years old? I don't know. But the idea that this then feels like you said, it feels a little long in the game. It also feels it's like you nice. kind of did it, but it's nice enough. But it's definitely there to try to sell it. It feels forced in there to be like, hey, we didn't do much here. We kind of meandered a bit, but here you go. But don't worry, here's, here's the Batman. Have. And so you end up having Lois do that. And I, I wish, I wish John would have said, well, you knew all along. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've known for all this time. He's like, would have been nice for you to talk to me about it because I had some questions and things and maybe you could have helped me through them, jerk. But you end up where Jay's like, of course she knew. Because my mother tried to convince me I was gay for years and it wasn't a really great relationship. I'm saying that a lot of times. Maybe you should, you know, talk to him. But you no, know, Eric, I think I'd love you more if you were gay. Well, that's Thanks, different. Ma. My mom and dad said to me for years they wanted a daughter. I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And damn it, they had one. I have, a, I have a picture of me in a dress. I talked about this on some other deal. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, I, I was down at the the hot picks in the mall. Having memory lane hey, time there. They're like, why are you dressed up like Shirley Temple? On the good ship. <laughs> Do you love me now, Daddy? <laughs> I kept yelling. I have this big lollipop. <laughs> oh, my goodness there. But you end up where I like the line where she's like, hey, I, I kind of knew. You knew. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm intuitive. You know, oh, you thought Dad was somebody else. She's like, yeah, I, I've won Pulitzer since then. So I like that. That was kind of a good line. But again. This doesn't make or break the issue. It's just a nice moment. It really is the only moment of substance, though, to the entire issue because we're just recapping what John's been up to. Lex Luthor being a bad guy with Henry Bendix, the Gamora Corps, what that means. And then the idea that Superman does Superman things. And now we have John coming out to his mother, which is the nicest moment and the only moment of substance until Batman shows up. You know what? You're a target. I need to get you guys out of here into a safe house. What about Jay? You can't trust Jay Nakamura. I'm like, you're damn right, Batman. You and tell it's him. funny. He's like, listen, your apartment here, it's a target now. You ended up, you know, poking the bear of Bendix. You already moved your grandparents. They're like, what is the rising Batman? He's like, hell if I know, Nobody but I, knows. I heard about them. Ah, uh, Lex and whatever. I like that when they leave, I swear to God that they don't even tell Jay to leave the apartment. He's like, oh, I wonder what's on TV. Ba-boom, the whole building goes <laughs> up. But he ends up saying, you cannot trust Jay Nakamura. Because he says, I know where he's come from and I know who he's working for. I'm getting the idea, and this is a Tom Taylor deal, again, like a Lex. I think that maybe Batman has some wrong intel and he's going to look like a real schmuck. But we'll see. I don't trust that Jay Nakamura. He'll just be like, "Eh, Gamora. He's up to no good. I hear Gamora. Weren't those some guards in Jabba's Palace? I mean, those guys are bullshit. (laughs) Get out of there. Uh, But yeah, with that, though, then who's the idiot then? Because then it would be Nightwing, who fully said he trusts Jay and knows all about it. So I, I think that that's actually it. Batman's still jealous of the g- Grayson money that's supporting the truth. That's the whole deal. But yeah, Dick Grayson said that he's good. Tom Taylor is writing Nightwing and can't have him be wrong. So we're going to bring Batman well, in and be saying. wrong instead. I think Batman's going to be wrong. I think that it's going to be Did one of those. That boy. Or don't trust Jay Nakamura. And then you get to the next is like, love him instead. With your money. Like something like that. Don't trust him with your money. Don't trust him with. With your car. 
don't trust him with that week's real groceries. Messy. He never passed his driver's test. Uh, but yeah, somebody seems like they might be wrong, and it's a shame that it'll be Batman, but that's the MO of Batman recently anyway. He never is right. So all of a sudden, he's like, I think that it's Talia. I trust you, Batman. She got shot in the leg. He, you know, they're like, what does this have to do with Jay? Each issue we read about you, how I don't trust what you're doing, you're not the right Batman, but in this instance, I trust you, Batman. That's what I want. He's there, and he's like, listen. You know, that isn't really Deathstruck. They're like, what are you talking about? We're talking about Jay. He's like, who the hell is Jay? <laughs> and just I, walks I, I away. I trust him in the whole, I'm not knowing about Deathstroke either. But I guess we say that, but that's more of Rip Hunter's crazy board. That's true. But I, I'm I talking about you, even Hunter. the shadow. Uh, but you end up where, yeah, that that's what you said right away, that you didn't trust Jay. And really, once you find out Gamora and stuff like that, you know, president, it gets a little wonky. So we'll see. How that goes or what you live goes on a on ship there. and report the truth through your freaking online news outcast and your podcast. I don't trust you. And the thing is, I swear he is dating John just so he can get something out of him. And once John decides that like, he doesn't want to be a freedom fighter anymore, or just you know the idea of a man of the people and the streets kind of Superman. As soon as he doesn't do something that Jay needs him to do for his truth. Jay is going to fucking turn face. Or I mean, freaking turn heel. I'm telling you, it seems like a really odd play where people He's really user, love this relationship and it's Jay's. Well, everybody always loves the first relationship. You know, first Jay. deal. And then when you go and say that, then it, it makes it seem like people would, might get upset. I think that if it is something, it's a little misplay that he doesn't understand it. And then I, I don't sake. think, again, I'm going to go with the idea. Once you start saying this, you, Jay, sign our sucker. He ain't going to last too long. And when he dies, he. I'm sorry. Or does he become the biggest villain that John has ever had to face in his life? Or his love of his life, Eric? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how it goes. But really, again, you ended up with last issue having a really cool cliffhanger. And then you always are. It's MC Skatcat. We're always going two steps backwards to then get to another cliffhanger. And it just doesn't feel like we get much from each issue. And I need a little more. And I need more of John. Everybody is doing things around John. And John seems like, you know, the whole world's swirling around him. The whole time. Like, I don't want to tell you what's really going on with John. Yeah. I mean, and and the idea, like, his mommy, I love when Lex is like, oh, look, you got the mommy here to do that. I'm like, damn right. That that is true. That'd be the headline the next day. Mommy comes in the same things. Uh, But yeah. Do you think he was going to call her the B word, Eric? But he's like, I think he was just going to say human. Like, he's the son of an alien and a. You better stop it. <laughs> I don't know that he was going to go real over the top. But, but she's great at funny. this whole PR thing. So she makes it think that everybody thinks that Lex is going to call her that because she interjected. At that one point, you just have to go back to Jay and, and the, you know, the deal. Hey, who is Lois Lane reporting for? I think she's reporting for us. Oh, my God. I'm like, you just said nobody was reporting for you at this press conference. Except for Lois Lane. She ended up becoming part of the story. You're not supposed to do that as a reporter, but she's. Getting into it, Eric, and protecting. Don't tell me how to live my life. Oh, my goodness. People were loving that. But eh. uh, but what would you give this at the end? I give it a 6.9 out of 10 on the side. I'm going to go down to a 6.5 out of 10 because saying out loud, the amount of substance in this book is actually really lacking for me. And even the idea where you have a nice moment with Lois Lane and John and the whole coming out and Jay being there, even Batman coming there and telling me what I want to hear if I can't trust Jay Nakamura. It just really, besides for the Batman part, it really felt like something we had already dealt with in this book. And I was actually shocked that he was telling this to Lois. I'm like, oh, shit, we haven't done this. That's weird. But overall, it's like, I'm here for the, like, you know, this, but we're not getting enough. And I need to know when the rising is starting, if it's already happening, and what it actually is. I guess it's already Rose. I, I don't know. Shit. You end up, I missed every it. Rose has a thorn, Eric. And you end up where, 
Don't bring Rosenthorn back. The idea of, I was thinking more of poison, but don't bring that. C.C. DeVille does not belong back, Eric. Uh, when you end up going and you say stuff like, hey, get this, Lois accepts that John's gay and knew all along. It's not, or bisexual at least, but you end up, that's not surprising. It's nice, but, you know, I would I would expect that. And also it felt like, like you said, it's a little past that time we already had some stuff with that. And then the idea of Lex and Lance. It just ended up. If you look at the cover of this book, do you see like me the the way in my mind that John looks on the cover of this book? He looks like Josh Baskin, the kid who in the movie Big, who would come become. He looks like what Josh Baskin actually would have grown up to look like instead of a kind of a funny play if they were doing that because he has had to become big, you know, kind of you know pushed into the deal. Yeah, looking pretty good there. Look at him. Got a little tan going. He's soaking up the rays, right? Got the He's little curly the hair from it. There, yeah. He does look like Josh there. Yeah, but yeah, there you go. But yeah, I'm a six. I'm a six out of ten. Uh, but we're going to move to the next book, right, Eric? The next book, another banger, as Eric says. It is the Backgirls. It's Backgirls number five. This book seems like it's been around longer than it has. I, I don't know if it's just. I'm already getting a little sick of it. Nothing's happened yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems like like it's just been here forever and we get nothing. I'm not saying this might as well be issue two. It's almost like the idea. I think it feels like issue twenty, and it's just like really grating on me. But it's one way or another. That's a Blondie song, Uh, and it is written by. I think that's playing in the tape deck this time. Michael W. Conrad. Who cares? I mean, the the idea that you had this deal. Hey. That's the Bondo muscle car, the unexpected fan favorite. No, no, it's the unexpected nonsense. And that's expected. Nobody cares about this. Please stop it. Stop your nonsense. Here. And that's all this is. Jorge Corona, uh, Sarah Stern, Becca Carey on art. And I thought in this issue, the art really made me have to really sit there and say, but I'm telling you with some of these, uh, you know, this fight scene at the beginning, I had no idea what was going on. It may be the same art. And again, the thing is, it's the same art. And I don't I don't blame the fight as much as I blame the look and design of the saints themselves because every piece of their body blends into it so they just become big gray blocks of black and gray. It's the artist's deal. He came up with the steel. And when you end up, I swear to God, it looked like that Katamari Damasi game where you're that ball rolling around and picking up all the shit and going down. At one point, I thought everything's just getting picked up. And, but there's one scene where you end up having... I don't even know what. It looks like a bunch of globs in the middle of the page. An avalanche of toasters. Smash at the one point where it's like, Valentine, Asasi, it's time to collect. I think they are rolling in a ball and collecting things. But you have this fight at the beginning, and it's okay because we're going to get rid of the saints for now. There were too many things going on in this book right now anyway. So it's nice enough to get rid of them. And at least you have some depression. You get rid of them. You end up getting... This fight going on, Batgirl goes, you see that Barbara, and I mean Barbara, she goes and Bat finds girl. out that, uh, you know, Bondo is a thing. She always knew. It's, it's the same play. <laughs> I always knew. It's the same thing as Lois knowing a John, you know, the whole deal there. And so they end up being able to commandeer the Saints robot dog. Fido 5? Fido 5. And I'm like, well, Batgirl and her Oracle knowledge is able to freaking reprogram Fido 5. And now in my mind going forward, because I don't like this book, but I do think this is the best issue that we've had so far. I would like to see in the background somewhere, some like, you know, just anywhere when it would show up, like, you know how you have like the Jim Gordon rookie suit sometimes in the background doing different things or whatever. The idea that you reprogram this dog and now you have a Batgirl's dog, I want to call him Ace the Bot Hound. Oh my, Ace the Bot Hound, you say. 
I think that what this is setting up is that Seer will end up taking control of Fido 5. Well, there goes that. Causing a lot of problems. That is a problem. I didn't even uh, foresee. And even with it, it's weird because Barbara doesn't say, I am going to make this more secure. At one point, she says, you know what's great about this Fido? It's it, not much security. And I wanted her to oh, say, no. like, I'm, I'm setting up some things because I swear to God that it's going to attack them with the Seer at control. But the seer has disappeared completely. They mention the seer and say to the saints, hey, listen, I don't know if the idea that nobody has said to them they haven't read a newspaper or anything that Simon Saint is long dead. But he keeps contacting them, Jim, in person, at least holographically. It's still, though, maybe they have the memory lane app. I don't know. But you end up where. Remember how great it was when Simon Saint talked to us and told us to become the Saints? Best memory of my life. Best ever. So, yeah, you have this big deal. They do the classic where they string them up so that the GCPD. And honestly, going forward with what we have with Spellbinder and Tudor and stuff like that, maybe even the serial killer in the freaking neighborhood, whatever whatever that is. What's going on, right? Maybe with the idea that Simon Saint is not like around anymore. He has passed on, Jim. He has died, and that the Seer has been using the Saints here maybe the saints will be on our team going forward and maybe it'll help our backgrounds because they're not that great how long are they going to jail because they you know they're going to jail and who's saying that they're getting picked up they're in big robot fucking costumes one point i thought that they the backgrounds were basically saying listen slap on the wrist be good boys and girls and go i am finally they go hey you're gonna go for a vacation they're just there. innocent victims jim they're being used by a little girl at a computer now while we're going on this Catfishers. they end up where <laughs> Batgirl or Barbara, uh, Oracle, whatever, she's in a costume, but she ends up like, I'm going to ride Fido 5 back. You guys get in Bondo and go, and we'll keep in contact. You go, and we're going to figure out what's going on there with Pretty Tudor cool car, and stole. things like that. Yeah. So then you go, and this is where I said to you, where you <laughs> end up have having. a problem with the car, please. You end up having the old guy who we thought was a serial killer. He's going to watch Everybody's watching the TV, but you end up having Tudor's like, hey, everybody coughing it up. And I like fucking grievous. To the ed- educated, my students, the time is now. And to those that would try to stop us, and I swear to God, that's Matt. Oh, it is Matt. I'm looking at it now. It is, yeah. And I thought that that would be kind of cool if she would kind of get involved in this book. I think it's just an Easter egg. And, and she wants to become a Robin later, but it would be kind of cool for her to hang out. Maybe now, the she problem, should be a Batgirl. Just add to the Batgirl roster. I mean, why not? Just add more things in. Sorry, but Batgirl. Fucking this is the problem. You end go up for Gusto. <laughs> Batgirl. Zzz. You end up where the Saints are out, so you have more room. To play with Tudor and and the other things, Spellbinder, you know, Seer. I mean, we still have too much going on. The problem I have with this issue, actually, is maybe it's why you might like it more. But the idea that we're not really getting much of the backgrounds. I said this with John in the Superman book, but you end up having this book where, you know, Cassandra, Stephanie and Barbara are just kind of there. And they're yelling out catchphrases. They're screaming about Bondo and tapes and things like that. We're five issues in, and I really still can't grasp the idea of what these Batgirls are about and how they're being written by Becky Cloney and Michael W. Conrad, because I don't think they have a grasp on the characters. And I need a little more of that, because this issue, at least you don't have the jokiness or whatever. It's it's more of a serious issue because they're doing work. But I just there's something missing. There's something not going on here. Maybe maybe it's an overall story that's gripping, but still. You end up having them break. Uh, hey, I'm going to go and check out. You know, Barbara's going to go and check out her old fling that they keep wanting Charles to call Dante. a boyfriend, but they don't because the last time that they ended up seeing Tudor, he was supposed to be taking care of him. So she goes off to talk to, you know, go to 
find out what's going on. At a well, point, the she bad met- girls go to the defunct Arkham Asylum to go look up records and who the tutor is because we know his last name is Klein and we got to go look that up. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, everything is left behind, Squeaker, because it needs to be for our girls to find out anything about tutor. It doesn't right really here. make much sense, right? Why, why would you also, like, all the hard copies here, but also, it's not like this is an installation that shut down 50 years ago. Look it up online and I'm sure the bad family has a freaking, like, a drive that gets you directly into the Arkham database to find out who people are there and who their doctors are because you have the tutor when he was here his doctor was charles dante oh my god tutor and charles dante are connected you're telling me he's a fucking spellbinder yeah the the funny thing about this is is you you go with this now first off arkham asylum there was a day that that was a horrific deal shit leave the files behind they end up in this book almost making it seem like it it doesn't feel like there was a disaster it felt like more of oh shit let's get out of here oh my god they didn't even pack up this stuff shit went down here it doesn't even look like any sort of damage or anything that they were claiming at one point and so they go in to get these and just find them right away they're just looking cody klein With a K, not a C, because if they would have gone with that C, they would have taken forever. Yeah, so they go and they find it. Now, with that, you ended up... Now, the premise of... Uh, is it Dante? I keep forgetting the Charles name Dante? of Barbara. Charles Dante? Dante. Yeah. He showed up and said, let me take Tudor because I'm doing this therapy that I want to try to help up. him. Our Batgirls took the, uh, the Tudor to Charles Dante because of his art therapy, and Barbara's like... Oh, yeah, I got a friend. Don't take this guy to the police. Take him to my friend's house, his personal property. I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing and in this, this book. This is what I like, because there's a progression. They take Tudor to a guy because they think that his therapy can help his Tudor. Now, therapy. all of a sudden, the big deal is, oh, my God, get this. He was his therapist. I'm he like, was a doctor at Arkham when Cody Klein was here after his scarecrow attack, which now makes him huff fear toxin, but also uses fear toxin to mind control people on the streets and possibly through emails. The weird play of this, the play of this is that they think that because he was an Arkham doctor, he must be complete sus and bad. You know what? I, I agree. The idea, and this is the idea here, and, and this is something that kind of got to me in this issue as well, because they kind of spell that out. The idea that nowadays all these writers are really going with the idea that, hey, listen, Arkham is a place where villains were taken and then they mistreated them. They didn't try to help them. No, no, no. The the trope is that they had a revolving door and people would just escape. It was never really the They just were able to leave at any point. So when you play this, the idea that you took a guy for therapy but now find out he was his therapist before, whatever. It's just going around the circle. There's the revolving door, the stupid story. And so when they end up, oh, my God, from that, Barbara's in trouble. Try to call her. Oh, no, she's not responding. They say that she's not responding because she showed up not in her Batgirl outfit. That doesn't make any sense because right when she goes in, she tries to get a hold of him. And then, oh, no, Spellbinder's behind her. But Tudor has thought about all of this and also Spellbinder because while the girls are at Arkham Asylum looking for Cody Klein, the Tudor's freaking information, to make the connection to Spellbinder, who's Charles Dante, the old beau of fucking Barbara Gordon from college, (laughs) we also have... We also have Grace O'Halloran, the TV newscaster, who's on top of Arkham Asylum in the rain, like, you know, mind controlled by Tudor to film the Batgirls going through this whole thing, but also still give a news report about how bad the Batgirls are. While a bunch of people who are mind controlled talking about Rise, some more fucking rising, are yeah. fucking surrounding Arkham Asylum, putting our Batgirls like in zombies. danger. 
But Cassandra's never seen a zombie movie, so she doesn't have a reference. So she goes, but she's going to see it. Oh, thank God. I, I, I'm, I, I can rest tonight. Stupid. So then she, and she'll like it. But Barbara, she doesn't like the things. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? I, I just laugh the idea where you have to just stop to do this nonsense of this narration and things like that. Just start kicking ass, Cassandra. Yeah, and even that, she didn't get to see the the zombie movies. That's another thing that was bad with her upbringing. I agree. How dare you? Having to kill multiple people every day while your dad abuses you, but also you didn't get to see horror movies. I mean, your life was a horror movie. So even then, the progression of like almost like you're going to tell me that Cassandra never was in any sort of you know position like this before as an outsider or a backdoor before again. It makes it seem to me that Becky Clinton and Michael W. Conrad think that this is an 11-year-old girl that just escaped David Kane or dad to just come to this book, and that's not the case. They have a storied history, and you're not yeah, ever really they? leaving on it. Well, they Since do. she's come back. You end up, she was back, girl, all these things that they keep mentioning at times, but, but never really going with, with her past. As if, like, you know, a lot of people like the idea of everything matters, all this continued history and stuff like that. It really just does feel that the Batgirl that we have, or like, you know, Cassandra Kane, even the Stephanie Brown that we have here, they've only been around since Batman and Robin Eternal. They make it seem like they're 11. I mean, they, they even said in an interview that they're like 12, yeah. and that's completely wrong. And don't tell me that that, oh, I didn't mean that. What do you mean you didn't mean? What did you mean then? When they're like, oh, how? Oh, they're 13 and 14. Oh, man, I slipped. I, I meant 20. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And so they tried to, but they're writing it like that. They're writing as if every experience is brand new to them here, and it just doesn't play out right. It just ends up feeling weird, and it's to throw in jokes like, she never watched a horror movie. Uh, but again, Barbara once again shows that she should never trust anybody that she ever even got close to dating because they're always bad. She always Charles walks into Dante the trap. And Jay Nakamura, am I right? I actually thought, yeah, well, my thing was, and I thought I was, I'm like, man, we're really hitting. I really thought that the whole deal of going to, you know, the roof and having that broadcast. Grace O'Halloran? Grace, I thought yeah. that this was her revealing that she would see her because her eyes were out. I'm like, ooh, and I turned the page, but If it's anything, not. her daughters see her. Yeah, I said that. But even though, again, I'm not going to go with anything Because it just looks like them. a little Grace O'Halloran. Yeah, again, it does. So we'll see. We'll see how the deal is. But I don't know when because nothing, nothing really happens, though, in this issue with the progression of Tudor and... And the whole spellbinder, they're just kind of there while the back rows figure out, oh, no, they're in cahoots. Oh, geez, and nothing really happens. You get rid of the saints, at least, but you just kind of meander until the end. And, uh, yeah, this this story, what they're saying, this arc, it ends next issue, and it doesn't even feel like it started. So we'll see how that goes. And sometimes they overlap and things like that. But if you're going to put five of six, I would think that you're going to wrap things up a bit. But it seems like, again, it just started, so I don't know. What's going on here? And this book, when it first came out, people seemed to enjoy it. It did did sell uh, big, the first issue, and it's just gone progressively down. And you got to do something here. You're going to lose your crowd. Uh, And the art, I think, it's like you said, it is the same, but it's one of those. Is the art not giving me a good progression of the story, or is it not being given enough to progress the story? I think it's a combo. Yeah, I think it's a combo, and when that happens, it's really bad. But what would you give this Again, overall? It's the best issue in the it series is. so far. Going forward, we like you know, got the mad the seats out of the way. We're going full bore, finding out everything we need to know about Tudor and revealing the spellbinder to the Batgirls. We're moving somewhere. It's it's relatively slow, but we're moving somewhere, and hopefully, it's interesting. Five out of ten. 
Yeah, I'm a 5 out of 10, too, and it's the best one. And even if you go back and we rate it something higher with, like with the progression of this, I don't know. But the idea where, like we said, we progress some things. We get rid of three, just to make I, sure. I, but yeah, maybe I'll go 5, 3. You end up where, like you said, you get rid of the saints. But you're still and left with honestly, this I'm idea. with a robot dog for the Batgirls. I like that. And I'm still waiting, though, the idea where Spellbinder, okay, what, what's the explanation, right? Then you have Tudor. Who's huffing the, the fear, the fear toxin, gas? Yeah. But also has the app that also ends up. Got, everything is not explained and just thrown out there. So it really is. And again, we said we're just waiting for Stephanie to get control. But she's just going to keep getting controlled by that app or whatnot. She should delete it. But yeah, at I the don't end, know if it's an app three. anymore. It's just because she sent an email to the whole thing about an art installation at one point that she saw. It was never really explained well. And now you have just an army of people going. And, uh, you know, look at them. I don't know where they gathered up this troop. They look like trouble. The one with Iggy Pop is leading the thing. And again, that might That's be just hard. Iggy Pop. He's not controlled. He just always looks like a zombie. So you have that. But we're going to move on to the next book, last book of the section, which is kind of a surprise ending finale. when it did come out. Yeah, finale, which is crazy. What is there? Green Lantern number 12, written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Tom Rainey, Marco Santucci, Mike Atea, and Rob Lay. And if you don't remember, we had the rogue mad magic guardian going all ape last issue, fucking larger than life. But we had the mortal guardian, freaking John Stewart going up against him with the, his new power. But we also had Joe Mullen with the freaking uh, Teen Lantern's gauntlet going up against him as well. And then a giant explosion happened that sapped all the energy out of everybody. And now we see that the guardian is gone and John is stuck in a god storm, just trying to be himself and make sure that everybody's okay. But he's confronted by the source itself, the actual, like the embodiment of all life and power in the universe or the multiverse, most likely since you had the source wall. But he just comes to John as a dude. Hey, what's going on? What you doing? You're like, you know, I wish it was Colonel Clink here. You wanted to be Colonel Clink to go with the Simpsons? Yeah, I wanted the Colonel Clink. I also like when he says he makes him fire behind him, the source. Like, he's big on entrances. It's such a weird thing, though, because I every time I read a new issue, I have a revelation about something I didn't understand in the previous issue of the series. Because when we had that big fight with the Guardian, and, you know, you had uh, Koyos, and you had Joe Mullen, and you had John Stewart, and the rest of the people were there. When that explosion happened, even when he, the, the, before that whole thing, when the explosion happened, we saw all those other things that were affected by the, like, you know, this, uh, this mad guardian's power going out to Maltus and like, like the freaking, uh, the controller homeworld. I can't think of it, but like the Zamamor and stuff. I didn't realize that we had taken out all of those people. Like everybody is dead in all of these planets because of this blast, meaning that everybody that was con- uh, contacted with the um, like the Blue Lanterns who shouldn't be around anymore, even Saint Walker, for some reason he's not here, but they had a Blue Lantern planet with a new Blue Lantern, which even though it's, it's weird, but pretty much we had all the Zamorians gone, all of that like planet gone, Malta's gone, the controllers are apparently gone, and now what we have is Jon Stewart using his power within the God Storm, like, going to send my energy out, a post out, and this is just the energy of fixing things. It's almost like... Yeah, it's a it's a wishing machine. It it's almost like, me, a, right? like, do you remember at the end of Critters? Did anybody watch Critters where the bounty hunters <laughs> left them with that little thing to put their house back together again, piece by piece? So like, it's almost an explosion in reverse. Like, and even Superman, the, Wolf, the quest man. for peace, where he uses his telekinetic vision to re-put the freaking Great Wall of China back together again. Pretty much this pulse hits anything. It just makes it okay. It fixes it. It's like, the fixing pulse, It's just right? the whole fixing thing, but it, it doesn't really fix everything. But this also seems to be the new source of power for our emotional spectrum and our lanterns going forward. We're like, you just got to think about what you want with this Godstorm pe- battery that we have, where it's like, uh, like how Jordan comes up. It's like, 
I, I can't make my ring anymore, but I can remember what it was like to have my ring and what it means. And you know what? Thinking about that with this, this Godstorm battery, I have my ring again. Everybody, think about what your rings meant to you. And then a freaking wave just goes out where the rings that are gathered in the fucking fish tank or a fishbowl just go out, but then they just change. And it's just a weird thing of reshaping our landscape because this is a weird issue where I want to feel that it is a finale, like a lot of other finales, where it's putting the toys back in the toy box. But like it getting seems back to like it one. has a lot more toys to put back that exactly, aren't even toys here. It's doing that to a degree. It is. But it's also shifting the landscape of all Lantern-related DC comic stuff. But I'm really afraid that it's all going to be forgotten almost like, Here's know, the weird thing. It, you would think that, right? Like, I, I can't see that this ending, because we'll go into it in a second. We'll go into how this ended and why and whatnot. But the idea that I can only think that somebody like a Joshua Williamson editorial has said, we need you to set up this and just do it as a wishing deal, because it would be weird for Jeffrey Thorne, like, to leave and say, okay, this book's canceled. We're going to go, hey, I think I'm going to do this. And it, it's so wacky that I am with you that I'm thinking, yeah, nobody's going to deal with this. Nobody's going to go with it because you'd end up getting well, it's that almost full what we emotional had spectrum and stuff. And when we had the lanterns doing their own thing, where the coral was actually sent to the universe that existed beyond our own, and we had you know Robert Vendetti doing the um, the How Jordan Renegade storyline, where he had Cronus Gauntlet and stuff and like Colin that. And Colin Bunn, I think, started the Lost Army story with that, and that's you but you had said. the Lost Army story that was supposed to show you how the core is going to like get back home and like even though this universe is going to die and get back home and be the core again. You did a lot of crazy shit in that story, and then that story ended, and then you had another miniseries come up to continue that story of Tom Taylor, who didn't go with any of the shit that freaking no, came before and, and changed the sense. landscape of the story. Remember how excited, just as a deal, when we were talking about that, and we were doing the podcast at that point, so we're going through it. That was more DCYOU, where you had that Hal Jordan Renegade book, and we ended up at the point where we really liked Tom Taylor. I mean, we still do, but yeah. we ended up like... Oh, we were excited, because that Lost Army sucked. Lost Army was awful. And it ended, and we're like, oh, thank God, he's going to fix this. It's going to be, what the, the hell? Edge of Oblivion, Tom <laughs> edge Taylor. Of Oblivion came out. I have that trade right here. And he ended up where, yeah, this doesn't make sense. And then at the end, it was just like, yeah, we're going to deal with that. Everything that came before and said, okay, this is what's going on now. We're going to move forward. And I feel that's how we're going to be here because even when Hal Jordan tells everybody to think about how the rings made them feel and what it meant to them, we just have a blast of energy, even though, you know, Barrett freaking Wally's running around trying to hand out rings to everybody that are just collected. It looked like Halloween. It did. <laughs> or reviewers handing out 10 out of 10, Sarah. Well, when you had go this with that. surge of energy come out and hit all our former landers who have lost all their power since the central power battery exploded, you have people come out of this whole thing like, oh my god, I'm a green lantern again. But then there's Badge who's like, why the fuck am I a blue lantern? <laughs> He's like, I don't want to so be like, a blue lantern. star sapphire. What horseshit is this? I, it's funny that they're like, what the? <laughs> I don't want to be this. this it's like, even though is like, explain this. Fix this. And how's Badge like, goes, I'm not saying the blue oath. This is nonsense. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So it was funny. Uh, but the worst part about that whole thing, about like almost like I said, putting the toy bo- toys back in the toy box here, but also changing the landscape. You're doing all of these things. Fucking poor Simon Bass doesn't even get a ring back. I know, and and I don't even like. I I didn't even know it was him at one point. I actually thought really, and then I see the arm and what. But when you're going, I'm like, oh, that's Kyle back as a white. Oh no, what's up with Kyle? What's up with Guy? Yeah, all those. And so you almost want to fucking have an Easy Street on New Corrigar. Yeah, really. And so when you you have this, the idea that Jeffrey Thorne's writing this book, a lot of people are against it. For bad reasons, the idea, oh, back when he was younger, he was in a, you know, Reddit and saying things about how Jordan talking trash. Oh, he hates how Jordan. And then you have it. If, if people would have just settled down 
maybe we would have gotten more of this with John Stewart and stuff, but people seem to be against. It. So this is going on. Now, unfortunately for Jeffrey Thorne, you're coming up to the death of the Justice League when this was talked about what not Joshua Williamson started talking to everybody involved who had a character that was involved in the thing. Never talked to Jeffrey Thorne. This is the big thing where Jeffrey Thorne had no idea that John Stewart was going to die and then ended up saying, like, what the hell? What's going on with the book? They go, oh, by the way, it's canceled. And now it has to end here. And it does set up because I have been told by somebody who has read the Just League 75 that this John Stewart does show up as coming out of this book. So that's cool. It, it ties in and whatnot. But it's such a weird deal to have to finish the book so that John could go get killed. But also the idea of just like you were working, he was working on some things. They might not have all been hitting or whatnot, but you really just cut the knees that like there. You end up where, what is he going to do? And he does throw a lot of wacky things, but I can only think that this was editorial saying I would ask him, but he doesn't really give no. me straight up answers. Well, just imagine us continuing on with the story, though, of this issue where the idea is like Simon's all depressed. I didn't get a ring. This is fucked up. But um. Also, when uh, Kelly Quintella, the teen lander, wakes up, she's going to be really upset that her gauntlet's gone because apparently it's just gone during that fight with uh, with Koyos in the previous issue. But then out of nowhere, the rest of the rings that were in the freaking fish poles gathered around. They start flying around. You think to yourself, oh, my God, they're going off to find new candidates, as Green Lantern rings do. And Simon, he sees them going. He's like, they're talking to me, like, from far away. And then he touches <laughs> one of the rings. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I see my coal. And this, all this, all this all other things. Then out of nowhere, he is just in a new Green Lantern costume. No ring. This has a Green Lantern costume and can see and talk to all of our fallen Green Lanterns, but they're Emerald Green Ghosts. Sight. It's the Emerald and Sight. It's the Emerald Sight because everybody else sees it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the funny thing is where you're like, oh, my God. All right. This wishing deal of this energy. We're going to get a- Oh, no, they're still dead. So now <laughs> just we just there. have a bu- – and it's almost a weird situation where we have – this is like, you know – you want to think this is the Godstorm energy that John Stewart put out there for everybody, but it almost just becomes what, you know, how Jordan wanted to do his parallax by bringing everybody back to life from Central City that was killed. Because you have that, and I don't know why, and nobody else in this book knows why. And when, if, if you're going to have this ending, you're going to have this wish and the Godstorm and stuff go. I mean, really, how good would it be? It's kind of a cliche or trope or whatever, but, you know, see the rings going around and we actually get Kyle. Oh, there's Kyle. He's got a new. And then also with that where, oh, man, what's Kelly going to do? She doesn't have her gauntlet anymore and they don't have it. I just wanted a ring to go and where she's laying there, even though she's still in a coma, ring slips on her finger and you get the deal where we find out, okay, the the whole deal. It accepted her as a new Green Lantern. I would have thought that that was really cool. And, okay, if we want to use her later, whatever, you're just left to believe that she's just there with nothing in a coma coma. and we'll never see. I would just like to see, like I said. Oh, there goes her story. Yeah, again, that's what is weird. Why even have had anything with her to lead to this to not do that? It would have been a cool moment where... And so goeth the story of the Teen Lantern. (laughs) If you're going to end with a deal, I mean, end on a high note where you you start seeing some of the Lanterns maybe pushing the idea. Okay, this book is gone, but we'll get to have You need to get to some point, but all I want, like, you know, some kind of, like I said, back in the toy box status quo to get us going forward anywhere after this is all said and done. You need to do that. But all I wanted was for Jeffrey Thorne to actually make that connection and make people understand that what we have here is not John Stewart like being like Ion, like Kyle Rayner was during his tenure as Green Lantern, or even the Torchbearer, which is the same thing, but the idea 
that he is beyond that or even parallax. This goes back to a story from the 90s mosaic and the yeah, idea mosaic. that he is a mortal guardian. We All we had to connect this story to that beyond the, the obvious things if you read that was one page of John Stewart talking to Gantha and how they're going to wipe his memory of what, what happened here. You never went back to that whole idea of John discovering who he was, why this was taken away from him, and why it makes sense. We just have John with the power who swallowed a fucking god storm for some reason in the dark sector. And now he's like, you know what? I'm out of power. And the source is like, no, you're not. You're never out of power. You have touched the source. You're never out. Of, you're just going to fill back up again. What are you going to do with that power? You know what I'm going to do? There's a lot of land still out there in that dark sector. I'm going to become the Emerald Knight and we're going to fucking kick ass and take names. John Stewart. John Stewart. <laughs> Green Lantern. And yeah, this book. Not many people were, were digging it. They weren't buying it. So it was something that we ended up, we were into it at first, and then it started to meander, and it really wasn't doing much. We just get back to where we were, but even like I say that to Future State, but I can't even say that because we have him going to be the Emerald Knight, which is kind of cool, maybe confusing because of the new Emerald Knight, John Still we have in Earth 3, that new Power Ring version, but he's the Emerald Knight. But this is almost getting us back to Future State, only in that Future State that we had. Nobody had any power rings and stuff like that. Nobody had any power. Now, here's John Stewart as the Emerald Knight, essentially a fucking god with the Kilowog and freaking the other, other like, you know, lost lanterns and stuff like that, who are just going to seem to be bounty hunters now in the dark sector. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to stop slavers, and then John shows up. Hey, look at me, I'm the Emerald Knight. But again, you know, I I hope that this isn't something that people get mad about. Spoilers. Knights will return. But yeah, because John's going to die. This has been recorded over and over and over. So how does that work? And how is that going to go out of, you know, dark crisis and things like that? That's where you can end up saying, yeah, this stuff might not mean anything. But I would think, you know, having a blue lantern again, even though it's badge, but it, it, that seems to be something that might be important. Well, the thing is, it's not only that, because we have badge who becomes a blue lantern here, and apparently he's the only blue lantern that becomes one here, but we also apparently had a blue lantern homo, because even when the source is talking to uh, John Stewart and the God Storm energy and stuff like that, he's like, he tells the source, Koyos destroyed so much, killed so many, the sapphires, the blues. They need a home now. I'm like, all right, did anybody from the home world of the Blue Lanterns, did they survive? They need a home now on this Oa that you've created for everybody by fixing everything with your Godstorm energy. Or is it just fucking bad? <laughs> like any of the Zamorians, are they still alive? Is, is Carol Ferris and her star sapphire power, is she still alive? I don't know. I, I love the idea where they're like, there's these Blue Lanterns, they need a home. They're like, just get a random He's tree. He's a fucking squirrel. It's bad. <laughs> just give him a tree. He'll go up there. Give him some nuts. The guy's going to go nuts. It's nuts. I also like that the source is like, he's got a smart suit on and stuff, right? The source. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. It, it's, it's a weird deal. Now, again, you have to end a series in one issue that you weren't really aware of doing and you end up with kind of wishing or whatnot, but at least you end up making it. Kind of makes sense with John. This is what has been centered on. It is a little wonky. A lot isn't left explained, but I wasn't that angry about it. I just needed so much more of it, and I don't understand where they're leaving some things, even though I do enjoy some of it. Do you blame Jeffrey Thorne, or is it that they ended up... Yes. Like, they didn't have to... Look, the thing is, I don't blame him because it did come out of him, but he meandered so much in well, 12 issues. Well, he did. Issues. That's the problem. Where people just looked at John Stewart like, he's just a parallax or the Kyle Raiders. I'm like, no, do some... Uh. When you're writing these books, this is a little tip for the you know DC writers here. And yeah, I'll go with Marvel too, but just go to five when I say six. But with that, you have to have self-contained at least six issue arcs where you might get canceled. They'll usually cancel you at a trade. You're, they want to fill a trade. So 
you have to have at least some sort of stuff going on each time. When you get to issue 12, you can't be left with your cock in your hand saying, oh, my God, whatever. The problem, though, is in my mind, and then this is where I blame DC more than Jeffrey Thorne. Wonder Woman, you know, say Batman's going to die, right? Oh, no. This is what we think. Superman. What have you heard? Oh, yeah, Death of the Justice League. It's the, it's the Batman book canceled? No. no. They're going to keep going because it's the timing. They're going to do that. Why couldn't you do it with this? Because it doesn't sell like a Batman? Well, it doesn't, but at least give them a couple more issues, too, because you really screwed them. Joshua Williamson really fucked up. And didn't let him know. And he Just apologized. Like you have a Green Lantern book? Shit. Yeah, he, he apologized. He's like, he was looking at the sales charts. He didn't go that low, Eric, is what ended up happening. But, Shame. you know, throw the guy a little bit of a bone and maybe let him have, uh, I know that we just had a Green Lantern annual. Maybe have what you would have, you know, Emerald Knight special. Something that you can tie everything up. Maybe, maybe it's just one, one oversized issue. Well, if they're going to do it, it's not happening August. until August. <laughs> That's a little long in the game here. I don't think it's happening. Time flies when you're old. Maybe man. they should have done that. And again, I say, I think the special, that might have been something maybe they could have done. They could have said, listen, tie up your things. You know, get to a point and say, this will continue, not John Stewart and the Emerald Knights. This will continue an Emerald Knights strike back number one. Tie it all up in a little better way. I just don't need this book threatened me by the end. Tell me John Stewart and the Emerald Knights will return because I don't need that. I'm telling you, I think that all that is is the return in that Just League 75 to leave. Uh, we'll say Dead. we'll end up saying I've been told that he's in the issue. That's all I know. We, okay. we don't know anything be, uh, besides that. But it's kind of a shame. It's funny. I say it's a shame, but th- this series has been a wreck. Even people who we say are huge huge like you know died in the wool green lantern fans they don't like this like even people that i thought i try to like it because i feel like i knew more than most and that's the thing and i'm talking about like blog of you know uh myron what is it myron rumsey myron rumsey for some reason i was gonna say rumsey myron but myron rumsey like he you and him you know what's going on in this i i don't know sometimes i i'm looking like i'm trying to put together a puzzle here that i'm never going to solve because it's not my thing but you guys know what's going on and still don't like it that means that yeah the things aren't hitting that well and things are being left behind and things aren't being really well thought out with that and i think that jeffrey thorne kind of hunkered down on the hate that he was getting and wanted to really stay it just was a weird play like, what do we do with Joe Mullen now? Is she still the different kind of Lantern than she was previously? That's the weird deal, though, because she is, isn't she the future state Green Lantern? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she's going to do. She's gonna, I think she is on that team that goes she forward is. now. There you go. She has just, I guess. But is it that special ring? Who knows? I think that they that special ring is hogwash. I, All the Guardians are dead, and now we have a Godstorm battery. Yeah, I know. Whatever that means. Next thing you know, Kelly's going to show up. Now she's going to have a Green Lantern like lawnmower. She goes around. I don't fucking know. At one point, you even play. Yeah, she had that thing, and it's called a gauntlet. No, it's not called shit because she's done. A lot of people didn't like that character. We did. We just didn't get enough of her. I still want to understand what her origin she is. She just freaked out and went to attack the Yellow Lantern Corps. Just fucked up the day. <laughs> we don't, that's the, the worst part of it. You want to know more about her. We never found out jack shit about that gauntlet. It's gone now. We don't even know what it was. Oh, nonsense. Uh, what did you give this? The thing is, for all my complaints with this, I thought the art was great in this, and I like some of the concepts going forward. I'm just really afraid that none of this will be explored going forward because it is so out there and feels like it came out of nowhere to get to that point. But I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10 for yeah, exploring. Yeah, I'll go 6 out of 10. 
the further godhood of John Stewart, which hasn't <laughs> been explored since the mid nineties. Yeah, so you continue that again. It's a it's a sus story, sus right. You can't really go with that. But six out of ten overall. I thought in in all in all, I thought that with the you know the the deal behind it, and we got back to a status quo of sorts. I kind of give him credit for doing that one issue. It's a little oversized, whatnot, but this book always has been. And I'll tell you that. Of all these issues, the weirdest thing is, even without things being, you know, they're left on the table, not everything's explained or answered. I actually still felt like this was one of the easier issues to get through and understand at least what might be happening. It's just that there's the questions and stuff. There have been issues in the series where I'm telling you, I'm, I don't even know what the hell's going on, what you're, you're dealing with. So at least at the end, I kind of got the concept of everything. And yeah, there's John. <laughs> He'll yeah, return. I'm telling you, Batch made me laugh, though. He's like, what the fuck happened? He's, like, so upset, uh, which what kind of is a kind of What's cool What's up with Simon Bass? I don't He just know. touches a ring, and all of a sudden, he's got a Green Lantern costume, a new one, but I'm like... You look like you're thinking of something. The worst part is you? a lot of people are split whether they like Simon Bass's old costume or not. I end up really enjoying it, but this... When I look at this Simon Bass here, when he has, like, he's looking at fucking Emerald Ghost for some reason, when I look at him here... It looks so similar to what John's kind of wearing there too, but like, but it's it's just different. It almost I don't know. It's different than everybody else's because everybody when they first got the ring come back, everybody reverts back to a classic kind of rookie ass Green Lantern costume. Simon touches a ring, his ass has this whole new costume and stuff like his that. His metal arm disappears. Eric, and the metal arm. He's got the metal arm now. Doesn't he? He's not Misty Knight anymore. He's regular. I don't know. He's there. Oh my goodness. He doesn't even react to it either. He's just like. Oh my god, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing the ghost. ghost. He's got a lot of shit going on. I'm seeing good, good ghosts. All of a sudden, Calebra comes in. Hey, anybody need any possession? 5.9 hey. out of 10. <laughs> Getting angry <laughs> now. I'm sticking here with Simon. Five. I love that. Yeah, you have that custom. I like his custom before then. It, it kind of, I don't know why. It ended up making it look like, I don't know, like a motocross dealer. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? I thought he was a white lantern. I thought, oh man. But then he's got the same guy. But. Thing is, I'm looking at the background of this one when, you know, Joe Mullen is actually changing her costume back to what she normally has it going on. But in the background of the next issue, like a uh, panel where you have Iolande as a freaking star sub, in the background, it seems like more of these la- previous lanterns are getting power and becoming more star sapphires. And they, yeah, you're right. And even then, like, I don't know. <laughs> Just the idea of these ghosts. And <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll the thing see. is, when you look at these ghosts, it is, I'm looking at the one next to Iolande here, where I don't know the lantern off the top of my head, but it looks like it's just a green construct, but the ring is in the center of their freaking chest right there of their ghost bodies. I think that that ring is hovering like almost like above the hand, but I actually thought that what we were going to get were this idea that constructs of these characters were being made by John, then the, you know, God storm wave and rings we're then just going to bring him back to life. You're right. Bring Aresia back. And I thought that that's what was going on. I thought that this was going to be a way of wishing, but then the wish well, materializes the, is, the powers, ring. And, he could have. And I wish that that's what we were getting. This is all I wanted. I actually wanted to see that. Oh, my God. Did you know Kyle Rayner was dead? But now he's back. Like, we haven't seen him. We don't know what's going on. He's, but I'm like, he's oh, my fine. God. He's on a prostitute planet. Yeah, that has no jurisdiction with the Green Lantern. But you end up like even Guy. Guy's there. All of a sudden, oh, my God, I don't have Bulgarian DNA. Oh, oh I'm a Green Lantern again. <laughs> it's coming back I, one day, baby. When you're doing this, like, that's all you need to do at the end is to show everybody who has been like, man, this book sucks. I want more Guy. I want Hal. I want Kyle. 
you get how, but everybody else, you're like, eh, I don't know what's so happening. so funny. Now. When Guy does come back, though, because right now, from what we know from the future state backups, he's on a planet where he's almost kind of worshipped as a god king, you know? But um, if that's actually the case of what's actually going on in this, but I want there to be a thing, even though we saw far into the future of that, like that can be averted, but I want there to be a thing because I can't think of any real time for like a long period of time that Guy's been in without a ring since, you know, he had the Baldarian since Green Lantern Rebirth back in the early 2000s when Hal came back and Guy became a Green Lantern again. I want when he does come back, the reason that since he didn't have any power for so long, that his Baldarian DNA started acting up again. The Green Lantern ring wasn't there to keep it back. That'd be cool. We saw that, like a little epilogue. Just that we don't even really get like a real epilogues and stuff See, like even that. Jeff Johns, who I like as a writer, he just fucking wrote that shit off. There was no explanation where that Baldarian DNA went. Yeah, it ended up rejecting it, so <laughs> it was and done. Uh, it okay. Yeah, it made it okay. Uh, I like, too, as you're going through, and then you're like, oh, there's Naomi. Oh, yeah, Hippolyta in the background. Just like, they're like Just doing sweet. shit. They're doing nothing. Uh, but it would have been cool. To- you know, the classic, the classic Justice League that we've seen throughout Bendis' run, like Martian Manhunter and Hal Jordan, they yeah, showed up. You know, the, the classic. I, I just Wally West. I really thought that the only, you know, the misplay was, let's see, give us our main Green Lanterns, the ones of people, and let's see that you are addressing that they are around that we may get stories from in the near future. And you don't want really to do that. Kyle, that's what I thought. I that's what you. I thought was the worst part of it is that we didn't see them at the end. John Stewart's going to use his God power to go to a dark sector to go do stuff. But he's going to leave Kyle and fucking guy. <laughs> fucking yeah, hanging just hanging out with nothing. Who knows what they're doing? What, what would your score? Cause you said you went down to a five, nine. What would your score be if we did end up having like a couple epilogues? And the one was they go off to guy, the ring, Ends up again. Does he have ring? Whatnot? He doesn't have the power. The ring starts powering up, but he puts it down and then starts making guns with his arm because the ball there. Would that actually have yes. gotten your score up with that? Like the idea of John exploring his mortal godhood, mortal guardianship from Mosaic from 1995 before it was like, you know, wiped out because of Emerald Twilight and stuff like that. And what happened with the core with Kyle Rayner and stuff. That being explored was huge for me with this whole idea because nobody has done that. I just wish more had been done with it. If you go back and explore more of Guy Gardner and Valdarian DNA, I'm going to be very happy. I just really hope it's done better than this. Like you go and there's just, you don't even know. And there's this guy and he's starting to like morph and whatever. And somebody's there and like, what are you, a monster? And he turns around. No, a warrior. Damn right. <laughs> It'd be so awesome. 10 out of 10. I, I I'm done. Been, I would have been so excited. That's all I, I only need one paddle of belly. I wanted to say warrior, though, too. Damn right. You have to say warrior. That'd be so awesome. Oh, I'd be so great. But we didn't get it. Oh, my God, war. I'm a warrior, bitch. It's a comic book run that made me actually like Guy Gardner. Well, it gives them something different to do. And, and that would be something that would Look, be really all cool they going ever did was try to give Guy Gardner something different. He's like, he's a Green Lantern, but he's a piece of shit. Okay, we're going to take his ring away. Now he's a Yellow Lantern. Well, the Green Lanterns are gone. The Yellow Lantern, can't, uh, the Yellow Ring can't work anymore. Baldarian DNA. Tell me that you're going to go against the the darkness and dark side and all these things, and you have a Guy Gardner warrior Baldarian DNA guy. I'm I'm in. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see how that goes. But I mean, we who knows? Maybe we'll have it. Maybe somebody's listening. Maybe somebody's listening. The last time uh, I think we saw something like that was when we had Jeff Johns leaving the first Lantern arc. He used to blast them and show them all the versions of themselves. And he like, blasted out Guy Gardner and you saw the Guy Gardner Warriors, one of yep, them. Yeah, boy. Yeah. That'd be so cool. But the, the ending of this, like, legitimately. Jeff Johns hated the Guy Gardner Warrior, though. I, I love it. But everything's up in the air. You know, we don't know how this will play out. So hopefully 
as we go, we'll get a. I, I really want a Green Lantern core book. I want to have all the lanterns, including Guy and, and Kyle and stuff, going. So we'll see how that plays out. Or maybe but, a new Guardians book because who knows what's going on? All the Guardians are gone. Yeah, really. All and the Maltusians. They, all those new, new, new Guardians, they're gone, <laughs> Eric. So, again, that's kind of a reset as well. So, we'll see how that comes. I love how John's like, yeah, Templar Guardians. John's like, I'm going to bring everything back, but yeah, I'm going to leave them out of the, the mix. Here. Let's go. So, yeah, so we'll see. But that's it for this section of books. I, I just kind of, it, it is a shame. I wanted more from this ending. I just wanted to see more of, you know, a love for the Green Lantern and the core and go forward with that, at least giving people some. Like I said, something to look forward to that maybe will end up having some stuff. But even people were confused. I saw online, like, I thought maybe people are excited, like Blue Lantern deal, but I don't think they they want back. They want St. Walker back. If you're going to end up with this God wave, just bring the right things back. But that's how we ended this. That's the end of the section of books. You're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back with two more books to finish the podcast. Underneath it all, Dora sprung a leak, and the manacle got out. Went to Benamigdal, now we get a trial for the job you really don't want. It's okay to talk shit Cause that's all that anyone's doing Gunning dooms no way Gunning dooms no way Yeah Gunning dooms no way Gunning dooms no way, yeah. Gunning dooms no way. Gunning dooms no way, yeah. Ah, oh, yes, Eric, and here we are. Are they guarding Doom Store Way? Are they just finding it randomly in I this issue? Happening. And the funny thing is, in What's that the song. Trial? In the song, what's the trial? But I think that it's also lost track of what this really is all about. I mean, the idea that it is to get a new champion guarding Tomb's doorway, that kind of gets pushed aside because of upping the ante of what Faruka ended up saying. Hey, by by the way, that's not enough. Also, whoever guards the Tomb's doorway, also their queen is the queen of everything. And so then after that, then, whoa, whoa, that's not enough. Wonder Woman's involved, too, without actually being a tribe. Everything is convoluted to the point where we're now, you know, part five, where you kind of lost track of what anything is going on. We don't get any of the trials yet. We end up having just nonsense. I mean, I don't know. At one point they say nobody knows the trials, but then they seem to know them, but they aren't trials. But then they try to kind of make it up. It almost is like me and you just saying. Well, you're wearing sneakers, so I guess it's a race. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, all right, there we go. Come on, it's a race. Oh, my goodness. But this is, and we're starting with, obviously, Wonder Woman number 786. I'm trying to read that very small sure. print there. It's Trial of the Amazons Part 5, written by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, 
with art by Arozi Campe, Becky Cloonan, uh, Marissa Luis, and Pep Rousseau. And still, when you end up having Michael W. Conrad said twice in a podcast, you know that things have to be great. Eric, with all of that, we get into this. And again, is anybody talking about this trial yeah. of the Amazons? This is the biggest crossover event that Wonder Woman books have had in quite some time, if not ever. And yet nobody's talking about it. Nobody. It, it also gets me is you end up having this trial deal and you still, instead of having more of an oversized issue to tell some damn story, which you don't get, you have to end up having the adventures of young Diana at the back. Do you you know? don't need that at this point. You need to tell a story with this trial. And then we don't even get them. Trials? The trial is me getting through this, Eric. That we're going to have the trial of the Amazons. We have our champions from each of the, you know, the uh, Amazon tribes that we have going on here. And when you have the, the, um, the prophets going forward and telling you what things are, like from each tribe a champion and from each patron goddess a deed through which they will prove their worth. And I'm sitting there, at what point, since you do have all these three tribes, they're all Amazons, but they all have different gods and goddesses that they do worship. At what point did all of the gods get together? Because all we heard at one point was the Greeks, because we had Yara Ford dealing with Mount Olympus and those, you know, those gods right there. Outside of that, I know nothing about the Brazilian gods and stuff and what the Esquisita tribe and actually does. That's what does, we were hoping like more of. The Ban of Migdal Egyptians. I want to see stuff of that. But ultimately, we just have our representatives, our, our chosen champions, giving things for the trials that we don't actually understand. Like Yara Ford is giving a bow and arrow. And then Donna Troy is for the Ban of Migdal tribe. She's giving Not a guilty. knotted lariat. And then the then Philippus for the uh, Themyscarans, just give it a compass. Compass. And I love this. They go down with this thing and they legitimately say, though the tasks are yet unknown, the chosen will be given a tool to aid them in the contest. But know this, each item can only be used once. Oh, you mean I can only use this compass? Yeah, I can only use this bunch of knotted up rope the idea of this and so you end up having it. What's funny about the whole thing we already see in this issue once it gets started that Philippus uses her compass to show them the way of what they need to do. He what just fucking does. It takes them to Doom's doorway okay this is useless now and the worst part about that is in order for this we're waiting for the trial of the Amazons happening because we don't know what that means yet. We have our four champions because Diana weaseled her way in for some reason she is of herself of all tribes whatever the fuck it is she's the Wonder Woman but going back to the Wonder Woman annual where we had Wonder Woman in the museum taking on all tune of the Enki people, the people who supposedly had Themyscira before it was stolen away from them by the gods and given to the Amazons of Themyscira. We have all tune in the catacombs underneath Themyscira, which nobody knows about, who rings a horn, which causes a sinkhole in the Colosseum, making all of our champions fall through the ground where they're just left. And for some reason, in the catacombs underneath this, Philippus's fucking compass just takes him to Doom's doorway, which somehow they just get to him. Like, how did nobody know about these catacombs since it just takes them to Doom's doorway? They even say at one point, doorway. like, oh, they must be in some catacombs underneath the Colosseum, but I don't know anything about They even reiterate that later with Nubia. Now, with that, you end up, and it made me laugh so much, where you do have the different tribes. They have their seers, their oracles. They are communing with the gods to kind of get this idea, oh, God, show us the way. But end up saying, listen, we can't tell you the task but we're going to give you this which is ridiculous anyway why wouldn't they but you end up here you go yara floor you get a bow and arrow one one arrow here you go hey hey look at this here uh down to troy you get a bunch of knotted up rope all right you get that. hey philippus you get the compass oh isn't that cool and they're like looking at these things like what the fuck am i being given D- diana again 
comes to fudge things up and goes, yeah, you know what? I get to give myself something. I'm giving myself a sword, bitch. Cool. And ends up like, okay, so I want to see. Is the sword going to disappear when she uses it once? Uh, because I swear to God, that's just her sword. And I think that that's even going to get left behind. Because even with that idea of the tasks are unknown, when they go into the sinkhole, you have them get together and go, okay, well, what tasks were you told about? And Philippus goes, well, I was told there was going to be like a maze and some sort of thing. That's why I have a compass. No, you weren't. You were just given a compass. You might kind of figure that out or whatnot. But they end up playing it out where they can't even keep straight what they have within three pages of a book, let alone a whole series. This is nonsense. And the idea that we're now two issues to the end after this one. And we still don't even know if we're actually getting trials and if this is the trials or whatever. Like this is the trial. Because all tomb coming and making a sinkhole doesn't seem to me like this would set up trials. Well, that's the thing is, everybody uses their goddamn yeah. things in this whole first issue of this whole idea of the trials. Because once they are in the underground and the catacombs of the people who used to be here before, the Themyscarians, which nobody's ever seen before, you know, Philip is like, the, uh, wisdom of Athena, please don't show me the way that we need to go. And then the compass does more than just be a compass. Green smoke comes out and shows them where they need to go. But at that point in time, it leads them down and they find Echidna, the mother of all monsters, who was awoken by the horn that was sounded by Altum, which also creates sinkholes. But it also wakes up the mother of all monsters, the mother of every monster you've ever done. When that's this, the chimera horn is blown, she wakes up. And now our four champions have to take her on. And in doing so, they all use their special stuff, except for Philip. He can't use the compass anymore, but we have Diana use her sword. We have Yara 4 use her bow and arrow. And we have Donna Troy use her lariat. And they pull Echidna to Doom's doorway, which is just right there. It's like, we got to get her through this whole thing. And that's the whole idea of this, where we just have our four champions pushing the mother of all monsters into Doom's doorway. And I don't know when she got out, how she got out, what's going on with this whole thing. Is she the Great Darkness? Because while everybody's wondering what the fuck happened to our champions, everybody is taken over by the darkness of Doom's doorway above them and has and to deal with that shit. Yeah. And so with all that, they go and they I don't think it was an explosion. I think it was a sinkhole. All right. There cool. you go. I think that they're alive. But then when they get down there, you have them wondering and you end up wearing... Donna Troy, she, everybody's putting things together in this issue as if it's Batman 66. I mean, the idea, I have a knotted rope. I think I'm supposed to do a puzzle. Like, oh, really? I'm puzzled, too. And then you end up, hey, what did Penelope say to you, uh, you know, Phil? But she's like, and because she didn't say anything. She's like, navigation. I guess we have to get out of here. And then they're like, you have a bow and arrow, Yara. That means a hunt. A hunt. <laughs> you end up like, but you have a sword. What does that mean? It means we have to cut to the truth. Hey, who knows? Or to the chase. Hurry up. Yeah, and like, oh my God, we're in a tomb. All right. And and made me laugh. I wanted her to go, we're in a tomb. Oh no, all tomb. Like, that would have been the big clue. <laughs> you want the Batman 66 to go that <laughs> I'm way. telling you, just keep going with it. So you end up where they're walking, like you said. Then <laughs> everything just happens to happen, and nothing really feels like it's been set up to get to this point after all these issues to have this where it almost just seems like a random event because all tomb gets in sinkhole they're in but then you go up and when the darkness starts hitting that's when everybody's attacking everybody and then i get the idea i'm like yeah there's cassie i i guess that you know big detective work that she was doing her her big case has been stalled a little now about who killed i i don't even think that anybody cares about it anymore and they just went by that We'll see if that continues, if they find out. But 
the idea of all this is this darkness, but then that's there. Now you're starting to confuse things of what's involved and how it is with, you know, Echidna. And is that how you pronounce yes. it? I always, yeah, Echidna comes out. And that, I'm telling you, that throws, you know, more things in there. And it starts to feel, in my mind, like we said about Batgirl. Where you're getting too much thrown in All of a sudden the kid shows up We don't need that at this The mother point. of monsters Yeah, so now it's the mother of monsters I gotta get to my children Oh my god And then they drag her to the doom story But I'm like, which way? What's going on? And why are we doing this? I mean And as they drag her in The kid is like, no I will not be ah, My children My children And as this is going on Diana hears in her, her mind Diana, you promised me redemption And she's like, uh no, it's like you lied, and she says chaos. <laughs> and then, the, the, and then this freaking whole like catacomb doorway, and supposedly you know around Doom's doorway starts collapsing, and Diana is left in the rubble as she lets everybody else escape. So I'm like, is is Doom's doorway guarded now by rubble? I I don't know. And I, at one point, I I see like all of a sudden I'm having an acid trip when they're opening it. I don't get it, and all this thing going on. Because we've gone in here before, and it wasn't a fucking acid trip of all swirly no, colors isn't and it shit. Weird. This acid trip. They're throwing a kidna in it, and then oh my god, it's chaos. You know, oh my god, I, I'm I'm lost in the rubble here. I'm stuck. But you guys go out. You leave me here and and pass Diana. on this message. What's your message, Diana? Chaos it's is chaos. coming. Them mascara. It's coming. I'm like what. What's going on? And then the here? thing is, they go and deliver the message, and there's freaking, you know, when Nubia's like, bitch, everybody was just possessed by darkness, and we didn't know what's going on. We know chaos has come to Themyscira. We need to finish these trials. What are the trials? Nobody knows. And, and- <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to guard Doom's doorway? This shit is bullshit. And, and so here's where Take I also, volunteers. Here's where I also get this little deal where, okay, I see what's going on. Like, there is a light bulb above my head that I said all along, and I think everybody who's reading this thinks that it's going to come out this way. All of a sudden, you end up where the sinkhole goes. Oh, my God. The Banamigdal, they flip. They, they're really hothead. They're going to flip out at anything. So Lazy like, Themyscira's let us into a trap. Up. This was a trap. Now, again, you're saying that when the person who got swallowed up supposedly from your tribe is Donna Troy. That's hardly from your tribe anyway. Seriously. So I don't, I don't know why you care. Also, you had the, it was very obvious that everybody went down there. You're yelling about one person that's barely in your tribe, if not ever, and the idea of these. Oh, it's a trap. Kind of maybe the darkness simpler, but Faruka yells, settle down, girls. The Ben and McDowell don't. They? All of a sudden, she's the level-headed the one because that's how it's going to end. You're going to have these three, as you see in the cliffhanger, team together. The tri- You didn't realize. We thought we were giving you the trials. But the trials were for us. And it's just going to end up with the three. And it's funny, too, because we have the trials for them. So we have Faruka, Nubia, and the representative. The was just getting along. The here. representative of the Escazita tribe, because the queen, she wasn't leaving the freaking home, <laughs> like the home village. She didn't want to She wasn't feeling trip. well. So I'm like, does this Escazita representative, who I don't remember the name of, does she become the queen? I don't know. I just think that what you're going to end up now again. I'm not going to spoil what the solicits and all these things coming up, even really close to what's coming up now. I won't spoil what those seem to say, but I do think that this is going to be, hey, girls, hey there, gals, what's up? I think we should have a council. And even if they end up going and saying, listen, what we're going to end up is everybody. Yeah, we're going to have three guardians, you know, maybe four. Maybe the idea of Wonder Woman could be a kind of a cool like wild card. You add an extra one down there with that to represent the non-tribes. But I just think they're going to say we should all get along. 
everybody's allowed in and out of that. It's something that they should have easily been able to work out with a Thirsty Thursday at the beginning. Eric, when you end up when they come in and the Ben and McDowell, they should say, you know what? We should allow you to kind of come in. And by the way, we'll have, you know, a council of queens. Let's say that's all it should be. The idea that this Doom's doorway needs a champion. You had the people get killed and maimed before. Now it just seems to be left alone, but then you find it with a compass. I it's nonsense. <laughs> then all of a sudden it, it's an acid trip. We're on the fucking yellow submarine going into this thing. Uh, and so everything goes all wonky and we have two more issues. And I do think that this is just it's hogwash, as I say, hogwash on hogwash, because I don't even think that they remember what came before. And they obviously don't know how to tell a gripping story. They just end up with wow moments of their, they think are wow moments each issue, but nothing's connecting and nothing's getting anywhere here. So at the end, you just, I mean, they escaped the, it, was that the trial? I mean, really, are, can we say that maybe that Guilty. was? <laughs> I don't, it's like mistrial, I think it should be called. We, we need to get some new trial the tango going court on in this bitch. I mean, I'm telling you. A bunch of Jumpa with, courts. With Jumpa, when new Jumpa came up and yelled, this is a kangaroo court, and hopped his ass away. What you doing talking? Turned into the Monopoly man and then went over and started making out with Mr. Peanut. I don't know what's going on, Eric. It's wacky. But I, I just at the end, I'm like, what? what's going on? <laughs> like, What is the story here? And what are you trying to do? here? I, I just don't get it. It's like almost like you have magic grits, Eric, somewhere. Magic grits, I say, as I'm trying to get a sample. Were these magic grits? Magic grits, Eric. Why do you even have that? That was some of my trial stuff. When I actually thought we were going to get a trial, that's what. Were these we... magic? <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> magic grits. <laughs> Maybe we had them. Maybe that was that you know puzzling rope. I don't know. At one point, the when they're like talking, compass. when they end up going and like Donna Troy sitting there, she's like, "I don't know what to do with these knots," and they're like, "Let me help you." I'm like what? Like what's going on? Shoot your arrow, get out of here uh, But, yeah, Wonder Woman's trapped Even that, do, do you get anything you're like Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Wonder Woman, you're trapped You're, you're gonna get out of there and then go die in the Just League anyway Get out of town But with all that, what would you give this? Yeah, it's a bit wonky going throughout this whole book And the idea of the story itself Where if you actually do care about a trial of the Amazons The book does everything it can to not actually tell you what the trial is And it's just setting things up for what the, you know, the Wonder Woman book story Is gonna be going forward instead of actually telling the story that we need right now. And I'm just really let down by the trial of the Amazon. So for what we get here, 3.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think I'm a three. I mean, I think it's that bad and the art gets wonky. Now with that too, you end up having, I mean, what should be pretty big, the trial, right? But you also have the trial of the Amazons that are actually three pantheons of gods setting this up. They're actually giving the rules at the beginning. Tell me They're more. communing through, right? So that seems something, like, what are they thinking when Altoon ends up wonking it up? Are they are they pissed? Are they going to come down and try to fight him or whatever? Because I don't get it. And then Altoon just seems to be like, yep, sinkhole, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, where's Seahawk to? I don't get it. I just don't get he what you're gonna trying to do. going to sit the mother of all monsters on them because of her children. With the, yeah, and how does that, it really doesn't connect. I just don't know if the all two people are the offspring of Echidna there because every monster is the offspring of Echidna. Yeah, I don't it know. seems the deal. So we have to see. Right. I mean, and and legitimately, when you end up having, I really, and it still could happen, but I was really thinking that when you have, you know, Echidna come out and start yelling and screaming, I really thought that we're going to see an effect on Medusa. 
who should be out and about somewhere well, again, as well. The idea of what we had at that one point where something was they were pushing Kidna through the Doom's doorway, and Diana hears like uh, the idea of like, I thought you were going to give me redemption, and you lied. I'm like, well, Diana never said shit. It's almost like a Hippolyta thing, trying to give redemption to, uh, or Nubia giving redemption to Medusa. I don't know because it's I not don't brought know, up anymore. But that's the thing. I, I really want to And is Cassie still on the hunt for Hippolyta's killer? <laughs> I don't know. I think that that's come and gone. They're like, yeah, it was everybody. I'm telling you, she just every We're step all away. The murderers. Did you kill Apollo? No. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna go next. Did you kill Apollo? No. Ah, oh, man, this isn't going anywhere. I'm gonna change it up. Did you not kill? <laughs> so weird. Two and everything just going week, on. Though, or a Conrad Clunrad joint going on here, so it's like there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's it sucks. And again, you you had a little bit of a play in this that. It, without even reading the young Diana stuff, I kind of get like, I've been in the caves when I was the kid. Okay, we get it. You're trying to say that you should have read that, but I kind of get what you're saying, whatnot, and just nonsense. So, yeah, three out of ten, but we're going to finish up with, I don't know, might be even worse. I, I don't know. You know. I don't know. The it, art's pretty good in the this. The art's good, but that's the problem, though, with this. I don't know. Give it what it is, Eric. Batman, Catwoman, number 11, written by Tom King, with art by Clayman, Tamu Moray, and Clayton Cows. And like I said, penultimate issue, where we're going to continue, obviously, with our three-timeline thread of the past, the present, and the future. And in the past, Batman and Catwoman just about to fucking going to you know turn over the Riddler, who was on a crime spree. But in the present, I was very confused reading this at first, because I really swore when we went to the present bit of this, that we we're going to do a flashback in the present to the past because where it looks like previously we saw the Joker kill the Phantasm, Andrea Beaumont. Turns out that he didn't kill Andrea Beaumont and what we have in our present day stuff is Andrea Beaumont in full Phantasm attire going to tell us the backstory of why she's here, what's up with the kid until she fucking kills herself. Now, she actually <laughs> gives the Phantasm on herself and and this Why ends up. Why do we have this character in here? You killed the phantasm twice, and you did nothing with her except for saying, "I stole a kid." And then the kid thought that Bruce Wayne was the father, and then the Joker killed the kid. And I'm going to kill the Joker. And this then is I don't. classic. This is classic Tom King in the penultimate issue where he has to say, "Like, oh my god, I never really did much with that kid," even though we were kind of fine with how it ended, and she's dead, and we were upset. You didn't do anything I wasn't with fine her. with it. I didn't like it then, but this makes I'm it worse. I'm saying, but coming back to just do it again, it makes it worse. I'm not saying we were fine. We were just, we were over that. We we said, okay, Even that was the shitty, way that whatever. He tries to tie in because the idea that he said, everything that you need to know about Phantasm, main continuity, just go back and watch Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, which doesn't make sense. But even when you have the idea where she talks about what happened after Mask of the Phantasm, it doesn't add up to what we saw at the end of Mass of the Phantasm. No. <laughs> I got mad when they just disappeared. But yeah, this whole deal with you go and you take a big part of this issue to just go back and do that again when we thought we were already done with it. And then in the meantime, just make Selena awful. Helen are not that great. They Dick Grayson all pissed off. And I just end up with this this whole deal. Again, I don't know what this was. What purpose did it serve? It now feels like instead of it being... I always said the, the love letter or actually the, hey, here's a solid for all the people that stuck with me after the wedding. And I the book got canceled at 85 issues. I wanted to go more. This is what I was going to do where you get it. This is what, again, I keep saying it. This is what we were going to get. First off, it would have made no sense anyway. But the idea that, yeah, it should have been canceled. So when you get to this, like, what is this book? Why is it here? What is it doing? Because it seems to really be, you know, kind of punching in the face the people who were supporting them with this. To then, like I said, the last issue, hey, everybody, wedding. 
I'm like, we're, we're past that. I mean, we know that in this deal they got married, so it's kind of silly anyway. But the idea where, what is there to like here? Like, what is there to grab onto it? It doesn't feel like it's deep. It's not giving you character work on the one character that you should have, Phantasm. And then it's just making everybody awful. And I just don't get it. But that's his M.O. Uh, as it goes. The art's pretty good, though, right? Uh, but, the yeah, you go on. because pretty good. Because I'm trying to figure things out here. Because it does look at one point. Oh, my God. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But even when we go back to the past, and it's just Batman and Catwoman going up against the Joker in a freaking, like, Babes in Toyland kind of background. We're not doing much with that. But the idea where we were told previously is, like, Phantasm stole this family's baby and stuff like that, and off scone with it. It just comes down to the point where, you know, a year after Mask of the Phantasm, she finally tracked down the Joker, who just happened to have this baby. And to get away, he threw the baby and he's like, I'm going to take this baby and go to Paris. And I'm like, is it, is it that we had to kind of redeem Andrea by not being this cold hearted bitch who, like, who stole this from the hospital? Because she believes, because the Joker does say that she, he killed the baby's parents. So she thinks that she has to raise this baby now and goes off and does it. So is it just here now to try to redeem Andrea Beaumont before we see her but get the murdered weird again thing, by herself this time? redeem her, but then she kills herself saying, I took the, you know, the joy and everything from that family. But really, it Unknowingly. didn't seem that. And and then she, so she kills herself, but it, he almost redeemed her so that she didn't have to, but she does anyway. And it just didn't make sense to me, that play. Because, Thank yeah, God I, we brought the Phantasm in the main continuity. Yeah. And and then, you know, what you're going to get in this, like you said, you're going to get a little, you know, fight with Joker as the, you know, wooden <laughs> nutcracker deal. It would be funny if he made a nutcracker joke, but he's he's doing his thing. They're fighting. And then, you know, out of nowhere, you have to then have in the, you know, the latest deal in the future. The thing, though, on this Christmas Eve where... At first, it looks like Selena's going to let the Riddler slide and like let him hide into a dumpster so Batman can't find him. The idea of them, she's going to hand over the Riddler and Batman's going to get him. I have two presents for you. Did we actually need a whole past part of this where it's just Batman and Catwoman going to beat up the Joker in the past on Christmas no, Eve? What, what else do we, I mean, the idea, and this is what kind of where I was talking earlier, the idea that got me is that you really did like the idea of what might happen in the killing time, the Batman killing yeah. time, where you end up having the Riddler. He can't get out of his own way. He has to so go with fun. the Riddler. Has to go with the Riddler. That poor bastard. You have it here, then, and I thought, uh, why do we have to, you know, gum it up that you do it again? Because again, he's hiding in a trash can. He has to keep yelling, "Selena, did you hear me? I said no okay, because look, of no smells." And I'm is, like, "What are you doing?" This is where he can't get out. Of his way. This is just stupid. <laughs> He knows that Batman's here, and the fucker just can't shut That's up. That's where the funny thing is, is I think that he... He's a smart guy. He's doing the same concept that's just not playing out well here. Because, again, he the riddle's already done, and he's yelling, Hey, the nose, that's what smells. Not like a smell, but it's because the snow... I'm like, shut up, Riddler. I mean, really, like you said, you're not that dumb. But it ends up playing like that's the only thing that I think Tom... King knows about the he can't stop the riddles and this play hopefully it doesn't get as wonky in the killing time because you're liking that but I'm telling you I'm worried because he does that there but then you end up having things where finally I guess Tom King's like you know what people that read this they were reading my bat and they were fans of mine and they liked it so hey I'm gonna throw in that we pick up a picture from the super friends arc where you end up hey there is dad 
in the Superman costume. That's pretty cool. And then oh, like, no, 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 I no. remember when we did that at the fair too. He Jim, didn't Jim, like that. You, you don't even realize the depths of Tom King here trying to get his fans back on his side with this fucking bullshit. Because even even in the beginning of this issue, where we go to the future, the idea of Commissioner Dick Grayson's "I was there when your parents met on the boat." And then you go back to the double date storyline that he did then go back to the future. He is the idea. so desperate at this point where he realizes, I think, that, boy, I ended up screwing you this had up. A, you have a penultimate issue where the whole idea is the end of the last issue. Some people are speculating for some reason. I never saw that, that the Joker was really hell in a spot. It's, never, it's not the case at all. The idea is that Selena says you're just like your father. And years ago, your father asked me for a favor. I need you to repay that debt by doing one thing that I need you to do, which is letting Catwoman go for the crime of killing the Joker, which Helena does. She even fights Dick Grayson about this, says, get the fuck out of my cave. And we have this whole, like, you know, Christmas Eve celebration in the future where Selena being a piece of shit throughout this entire fucking story as an old woman after murdering the Joker and being on the run for murder gets to sit down with the daughter and says, I've made a lot of mistakes, Helena. <laughs> Smoked way too much. But you know what? You're the one thing that was never a mistake in my life. I might have fucked and di- I did terrible things. Again, but he's trying to redeem everybody. At the I very love end, right? you, Helena. You're the best things in my life. Hey there, baby. Come over here and smooch your mamas. She ends up even saying, I can't help myself. That's just me. You're my life, Helena. Yeah, so I love you so that's much. That's what I think all this issue. This issue is so much of the... Oh, man, <laughs> like I'll get him. And so what I end up, what I really hope happens is please see through the smoke screen here. If we end up getting remember the, the double issue, dates, I'm telling you, when we get remember when you went with the Wonder Woman's into the demon realm, the gentleman, you end up where next well, issue Green put on my Catwoman outfit and I didn't tell her I had ringworm. She <laughs> me and her don't talk no more. Next issue may just be gross. What everybody wanted from issue 50. You may just get a wedding issue Why? where you play Why it out. You do I'm saying though, because he, because he like, doesn't just, have any story just think here. Of our present story time. Like, Oh my God, Andrea Beaumont just killed herself. You want to get married? I'm so turned on what right do, now. What do you I need? Love you. What, what do you need? Well, again, you end up, you're saying that this guy just ends up having a human target issue where Guy Gardner gets completely murdered. That turns on, you know, that the, they well, go he and thinks have nobody love. Ca- nobody likes Guy Gardner and he counts on nobody knowing Ice or fucking Christopher Chance. Yeah, Christopher Chance and Ice go and make sweet love as, Gross. you know, Guy is dying. So don't tell me that if they're not going to be there book. like. Man, the phantasm just sliced herself. She committed suicide. You know what that means? Wedding bells. And then they go off. Because, and what I'm saying is, please, everybody. I think it's just a cover. Don't go through the, see through the smoke screen. If it is something that you do get a wedding issue, next issue, and it's the greatest thing. Oh, my God, this is what we want at 50. Please remember where it is in this story and what you didn't get. Don't just sit there and, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever, because that's bullshit. And I think that with this, you see that Tom King, and I always said that Tom King, he, he is a, to me, he's a guy who really needs the accolades. He really, it's not sales that will get you him. You smell your own. He, yeah, I'm telling you, this would be me. I, I would need people to keep telling me because I'm an insecure guy with stuff like that. I think that he's a bit insecure with that. And he does need that praise, which he does get a lot of times, which is great. But when he ends up having this series that's still selling well, it's not being reviewed well. And even with the idea of people on his Twitter, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the greatest thing ever. 
I don't think they're saying it as much for this. And I think that he it's starting to affect him. And then in, what he does in the 11th issues of everything that he does, these 12 issues. I mean, go back and look at not that it was 11 or 12 issues, but the penultimate issue of, say, a Heroes in Crisis. All of a sudden, things get thrown in there. Oh, this, this, and this, and this. And he's doing that in a way here that I think he's trying to redeem all his characters so he can say at the end, like we always said, what he does is he shits on the characters. So then when he brings them back to even level, he's praised because he seems like he's elevated them. But he hasn't. He's just brought them back to normal. Status and, quo. Yeah. That, so you end up where a Selena, who's been fucking awful in this whole deal, Chisanga said, and the, the male and whatever. And now he just at the end, he thinks that he's making it all case saying, hey, baby, that's how I always am. I, I know that it's wrong. I can't help myself, whatever. And it just that's not enough anymore. And so this wedding, I'm going to get so mad if it's just this full-blown wedding deal and everybody's praising them. But but the thing is, I'm thinking about, because Phantasm tells us what her motivation for taking the kid was. It's not like as nefarious as we previously thought, but when she was going off to, with Catwoman to go kill the Joker, finally, for the death of her son, what did the, did the Joker just simply say to her? That kid's parents are still alive, to the point where she would then release him and go to the house and terrorize those people and then like wait for Joker to kill her but not kill her for her to kill herself. I don't understand why she didn't kill him. Like if you said the parents are still alive, you kill him doubly. Stab him yeah. twice. Angel <laughs> of death is upon you and shit. Yeah. And and even then it, it you could have played out and you know, Tom King or everybody says it's so deep and emotional and goes with, you know, the mental illnesses and stuff, which the phantasm, that would be a good character that he could explore. He didn't. The idea where you would have maybe the phantasm, Andrea Beaumont, knows that she was wrong and does want to die, but how can she do that? Maybe setting up so the Joker would kill her as she kills him, but at the end, she just kills herself, and I think he thinks he's being clever, where it's like, Andrea Beaumont, you're, I'm like, come on now, you over, it's just nonsense. And even then, when you have, you know, Helena, oh, I love you, mommy, they're hugging Dick Grace, and he gets beat up, he's off in the deal, and I just, at the end of this, if you did only have a wedding, I, I don't even know what needs to be resolved now or what we're even playing with anymore. I don't either. You know what I mean? Where because the idea where the phantasm shows up and we think that's going to be important, that meanders around to this kid that never really played out. Then we find out it is, it isn't, whatever, and then dies twice, it seems, then just nothing. And, yeah, I think that we're just going to be like she's going to say. Uh, it'll be Catwoman like, dying. The thing is, what else is there? Because I'm pretty sure we stopped the Joker at the end of the last issue. Catwoman wanted to kill the Joker. Batman said, please don't come. So I'm like, okay, we, we took out the Joker, got his ass arrested or whatever. And now we have Andrea Beaumont, who's just alive to confess her fucking greatest problems before she kills herself. And now we have to move forward in our present day. Is it just going to be a wedding, like you said? But also, what are we doing in our past? Or is it all just going to be a present story? Or it, what, how do we conclude our freaking future story? I think that what he's going to play off, he got a lot of praise for that uh, Batman annual. I think it was two, whatever, where it was Batman on his deathbed. I actually think this will be Selena on her deathbed. She's going to be dying. She doesn't well, look Helen well. Helen says, Mom, you're not dead. Yeah, and I think that she's going to be dying and she's going to end up, you know, thinking back at the wedding. We're going to go to there. It's going to be such pomp and circumstance. Those were the good old days. And then she'll just end up dying so everybody can cry. And they'll bury her in Dick Grayson. Give Helen a little, hey, can we be friends again? Let's be friends, pal. No. And, <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I think then, then we'll end up having, it'll be Yoda, Obi-Wan, Selena, and Batman. They'll all be in heaven looking down. But It'll not be great. Anakin. No, Anakin. He he's not alive. Yeah, he's not alive. He ended up killing Sam people and Young Guns. Ghost Joker's there. And I imagine 
every freaking panel of every page that's going to have Christmas Carol songs going throughout oh, yeah. them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, at the end, I just think that's what we're going to get. He's going to try to grab the accolades from that Ted Daniel, but also throw in the wedding that everybody wanted. But do they want it now? You know what I mean? Like Possibly. maybe, maybe what you do is you get that ish. Can they somehow in the middle have a cover that says Batman number 50? You can end up getting that pasted on the thing and put it in your collection and forget that it didn't happen then. And now we get it. I it just, it's so ridiculous. This stuff, but this guy. I, I just don't understand. And and like I said, when you end up seeing people praise him, it ends up where it gets more than just a deal. And that's fine. But I keep seeing stuff of not you're a great comic book writer. I'm constantly seeing you change my life. You saved me like more than I've ever seen from a comic book writer in this. And I don't how, when, why? Because this stuff is all. Misery. I've seen how miserable your characters are, and I realized That's my what life's I, not I that just, bad. It's funny. Thank I you. was just going to say, you got it right out of my mouth that I ended up was going to say, the things that go on in this book are so horrible that it convinces people I hate ain't so bad. I could continue because this is bad. And I don't know. The idea that he has, he the next thing we're going to deal with new of his, that'll be like a number one. Obviously, killing time we're still going with, but we end up having that one-shot dark crisis where you have Superman raising John. Oh, my God, I don't know how that's going to work. And it's kind of an Elseworlds deal because that's where a lot of people sit there. He's such a great. Why is it that he can't write anything really in the current present continuity? anymore? Because he, he can't get out of his own way of ruining things. And I just I want comics to be fun again. I want to feel good reading them. I don't need goofy silver age stuff all on, the time. I half, I half expect with the idea of him ruining characters and having strange takes on them that they're going to go the Alan Moore route when he wrote Watchmen, where they wanted to have all the Charlton characters there, and like he kills them off. Like we just got these, we still want to use them. You got to come up with new characters. I mean, maybe they should have like this crazy Tom King imprint. Even just don't go dark, you know, dark label, black label. I mean, and it, just give him his own thing where he can do that, like. Hey, what are you doing, At Man? And then At Man comes in and like, I don't know, I'm with the the At Woman. Doesn't work very hard, <laughs> but still, he ends up where I just don't get it. When we go and if Dark Crisis resets things, if I end up seeing that in continuity, oh my God, look, Tom King's writing a new Flash book. I'm like, eh, you didn't really learn your lesson. That'll actually get me a little depressed if that would happen because I don't know. The guy just does not seem to what this. You end up killing time. That's his fun book, he said. Hardly fun, jumping around times and stuff. But what did you give this? I love the art throughout this book. I'm a big Clay Man fan. I love what he does in this book. It's just the story. We, I'm telling you, we do nothing in the past. In the future, in the present, we just kill Andrea again for no reason. And in the future, we just have Catwoman say, I love you to her daughter. There's not a story here. There's nothing that can, in my mind, that can be a satisfying conclusion to what we had because nothing has really been satisfying overall. Yeah, I'm killing the Joker, which is just fun in the like the beginning of the issue of the uh, the first issue. I'm going to give this a four four point five out of ten. I'm just going to go. 10. I'm going to go four out of ten. It, it's just again, if you like it, you like it. That's fine. The art is really good. I thought some of the panels seemed like maybe they were added later or rushed a little because some of them look like incredible. Some of the things kind of look standard deal, but overall the art is pretty good. But yeah, there's no there's no story, and and to say that. At issue number 11, that's pretty crazy, right? The idea that this is the deal. And I'm looking here. This is the solicit. I don't think it'll ruin anything for the next issue. 
uh, which I'm trying to see also. I wanted to see when it came out, but it does not, for some reason, doesn't have a date. But here it is. Wedding bells are finally ringing for Batman and Catwoman. As our story concludes, the lovers prepare to take the next step in their lives together by treading everlasting vows. The Batcat wedding is here. And knowing Bruce and Selena, it'll be anything but conventional. You won't want to miss this final chapter of Tom King's Batman epics. <laughs> it does look like that's all we're going to get. Like, this is the finishing of the story. Now we'll just have this thing that everybody wanted. You could have just had that as a one-shot idea of, hey, this is how it should have been. Do that and avoid all this nonsense because it has been pretty much nonsense since since it started. You didn't really get much. Okay. And actually, you have to wait till June 14th. I found the yeah. date. So June 14th, it comes out. So, uh, you know, a month and a half, whatnot, away. Uh, or actually two months yes. as we speak now. So, yeah, it'll be a while that we get that. But, okay, we'll, we'll see what that is when we get to it. But what's your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie this week between Flashpoint Beyond number zero and I Am Batman number eight. So is mine. That is my exact tie as well. Give me everything you Oh, my got. God, Gilbert. Uh, all right, Pay. You right, end pay. up where... Yeah, I think that everybody should jump on the deal. And if you, we said it before, but the idea of I am Batman, you know, go back to at least when he ended up heading off to New York a couple of years ago. Six. And I, yeah, I think that it's something that people might be surprised how good it is. And the idea of the Flashpoint Beyond, which we did talk about on our Patreon only spotlight that you can go get at patreon.com slash weird science. A lot is thrown at you. A lot of people were so throwing much. shaded or whatnot. Me and you were excited about some of the things yeah, that seemed to big. be coming from Flashpoint, but also Doomsday Clock and maybe even Heading Dark. All these things feel real big, feel important. We just hope that they tie up. It, it's, it can go really, it can go in those two directions where if it does go bad, it can be real bad. But I, I have some hope that it's going to be something really cool and enjoyable. So yeah, check that out. But here's what we're going to be talking about next week. I already said that we had. You know, the Flashpoint Beyond on the Spotlight. Two of the books that I'll talk about here will be on the Patreon only Spotlight podcast that comes out every Thursday night. Me and Eric talking about that. Books picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this is what we got Blue and Gold number eight, finishing up that series. We'll see if we get more of that tie in Rip Hunter stuff and the oh idea of the Black Beetle. That, that seemed like pretty gym. cool. So maybe we'll find that out. Maybe we won't. Eric, we got Catwoman number 42. We've been enjoying. Teeny Howard on Catwoman so far So I'm looking forward to that We have Nightwing number 91 I'm just guessing that whatever happens Somebody else solves the troubles there Because what I'm just guessing Because it's the Nightwing book And he can't do anything himself But he's beloved by everyone Sure You also end up getting the Flash 781 We haven't had the Flash in a bit it seems And it's actually telling its own story Not the war Doing the Flash with Kid Flash Yeah so that'll be pretty cool And we have Trial of the Amazons, Wonder Girl, number two. So we'll continue I that penultimate issue. Out of that. penultimate issue. It doesn't seem like it started. If you are into the Earth Prime books, that's not me and Eric Singh, mainly because I haven't watched any of the TV shows, but you have the Earth Prime, Superman and Lois, number two coming out. And I, I haven't heard anything about the Superman and Lois book, but I know people like that TV show, including you. to catch up on the second season. Have a watch. Okay, yeah, I know a lot of people like that. Also, you have the James Tynan Nice House on the Lake, number eight, coming out, if that's your thing. And also, the Stephanie Phillips Wonder Woman Evolution, number six, something that we haven't read. So, all of that, all said and done, that is the podcast. So, with all that, remember, go over to Twitter at WeirdScienceDC. Follow us, we'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com. 
and then check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Two of these books, and I would say that we're probably going to get Trial of the Amazon's Wonder Girl. And I don't know. This is a weird next week. Do you think anything? Do you think Flash maybe? The Get Fresh Crew. Uh, uh, they love Flash. That's like their their big deal. So I don't know. But I think that the Trial of the Amazons might be on there. We'll see. I'm usually wrong. <laughs> I think that Tell me what be, it's not going to be. I think it'll be Refrigerator Full of Heads number six and also the Earth Prime Superman and Lois too. Oh, my I would goodness. say World's Finest and probably. Oh, yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I ended up, my thing was skewed. There's also Batman Superman World's Finest. I didn't even see that on my list. Batman Superman World's Finest number two and Batman the Night number four also come out. Yeah. So uh, forgive me for doing that, but my list ended up being scrolled down. So I'd say those two. Yeah, that might be, <laughs> you know, those things. But yeah, so, you know, reverse that, flip it, rub it down, hey, uh, all that with all those books rub coming it down, out. So hey. we have, you know, we have a bunch of books. Uh, I'm like Belle Biv DeVoe. But with all that, I hope everybody Forgotten enjoyed by the most. podcast there. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, Belle Biv DeVoe? Nobody's forgot about Belle. Uh, but yeah, with all of that, yeah, keep reading the comics. They're not all bad. Oh, we try to have some fun with it. I try. I ended up crashing near the end, as drug users will do, Eric. Uh, but with all of that, community. what do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.